0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt.
1: And I'm Andrew.
0: And we are back once again, late as usual. Life just keeps getting in the way. If we would just only ignore our family and our do. jobs and our responsibilities, we okay. could do this thing we Let's regularly. just get an
1: apartment. Let's just Are abandon we, everybody and just get like a, right. a mobile home. and. Are we growing out? I'm down. Okay. I don't think I will, I think we'll get like delinquency <laughs> divorce papers, but.
0: Uh, all right. Um, before we get started, let me ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Um Give us a follow on Spotify uh, so you can get uh, notifications when uh, we drop episodes. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. That would be greatly appreciated. Andrew. Yes. Just got a testosterone injection before I came over. Oh, I wow. have a four-pound Chipotle burrito in me.
2: The fuck?
1: Where's this going? Okay.
0: Uh, let's see. Crippling depression. I'm rock hard and ready to go. So okay. let's
2: do this. <laughs>
1: All right. I don't know what to say next. Uh, what have you to, been up to? I went to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> what have I been up to? Um, well, Ellie started school today. Yep. It was the official
0: start for walk Wauhtahatchee. Today was um, a big day. It was kindergarten. It is a big day, man. Big day. I,
1: had, I took off and everything. I even put on my request off form that I need the day off to cry. Did which, mom, did which mom cry? cry? You know, she's a lot stronger than I am. <laughs> I'm like, <she's, laughs> she just looks at me like I'm such a weak little pussy. And I'm like, what? Well, it's a big day. <laughs> because, like, right when we were leaving, like, Everyone's like dancing on the floor. It's kindergarten, so they don't. They just fuck around. They don't know what they're doing. And Ellie's like sitting at a table by herself and starts crying because she said she's so shy. Oh god! I was like, I'm trying to leave right now, and you're gonna cry now? Like you're gonna make me cry? So she had a tear welling up, welling up in her eye and coming down. So I felt one coming up in my eye, and I just you know tried to talk to her. I was like, Look, you're gonna make friends. She's been to daycare and the Montessori. I was like, It's just like that. Like you're not gonna make friends. You know, maybe not day one, but you know, like you have all year. To get to know these kids, and by the end of the year, you know, you, you're not going to want to yeah. leave. Mm-hmm. So it was tough, but so then we dropped her off. Oh, and I was going to say, she goes to Marvin now. And did you yeah. know Marvin? I'm so proud of this stat. Marvin is a biomedical STEM, STEM academy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew that. One of five in the country. That's awesome. One of five in the whole country. So not that she's going to like kill it. I mean, she'll probably be, you know, <laughs> just totally like, what's it called? Um, Doggy, pad, not doggy paddling but you know treading water she's, like treading, she, yeah. she's gonna she, she's gonna peak later on but um i just thought that was a really cool school no, and that it's, is cool and it's really close so we dropped her off um and then we were gonna so we had the whole day off together and we had it all planned That's out awesome. and of course nothing went to plan uh we went to an antique store got some cool stuff i got like a cool uh lewis lewis lamar lewis lewis little Lamour. Lamour, you know a yeah. little western mm-hmm. writer yeah it's like man, my grandpa used to read these all the time i bought one of those and like an old postcard to use as a bookmark and we got a really cool chinese checkered board so then the rest of the day we we're gonna go get some new tires because my tires are fucking bald like it's almost mm-hmm. like flush there's no tread in those tires So i was like i need to do this well claire called a plumber before so um so this was a big day for us let me let me keep going here so we've had like this terrible stench in our bathroom that's just lingered all you probably noticed it anybody that goes in our bathroom no. it just smells like stale farts all the time it smells like, just, like like mold and shit just coming from our bathroom. So we finally called about it. because It's been going on for months. And they were like, okay, yeah, we'll send somebody out. Well, we weren't here. My mom had come by to watch Owen. And while we were out, I called Walmart. I was going to get new tires. I figured it all out. Walks actually turned out they didn't have them, so we're going to have to go to Midlothian. So we're on our way to Midlothian. Plumber people show up. They were going to do their thing. Well, ended up, of course, you know, a simple job is never as simple as it no. seems. So a $250 job turned into a $1,175 job. Ugh. Yeah, they found the problem, and there was basically just, like, uh, where the seal's supposed to be, where it meets the PVC meets the toilet. Yeah. Like, there was a big crack there, and he's like, it's literally just, like, shit's just, like, And the, there's, like, a ring. Like, yeah, he, he was yeah. like, well, what he was going to do is he was going to resettle the ring, and that was going to be because they just had to take the toilet up, resettle reset a new ring, mm-hmm. and resettle yeah, it. yeah. Well, that's where, like, another $1,000 issue came up. So we were doing all that, and then they Claire was just, you know, we have to be there for this. Like, we have to leave. So I literally got to the Target in Midlothian. I pulled up to the dock bay, like, right where I'm supposed to be, and then the guy comes out, and he's like, hey, your wife says you got to go. I said, what? He's like, yeah, she said it was, like, something about your house that you got to leave right now. And I was just like, well, I guess if the boss says we got to go, I got to go. And he goes, yeah, I got one of those, too. Like, he was cool about it. And I was like, well, fuck me. I look like a pussy right now. Like, my wife just says, like, hey, we got, like, snapping her fingers. Like, we got to yeah, go. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's go. Uh, come back. Yeah, we get all that settled $1,175 later. Um, but they did a good job. It was Duncan plumbing here in town. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't, you know, say enough about them. They, they really did a great job. They were really cool. They explained everything to us, like, in layman's terms, because – I hate when people try to explain stuff to you and you're just looking at them like you're fucking it like a deer in headlights Mm -hmm. like bro this is going I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna forget it immediately. But he was really cool, explained everything, told us what to look out for. So anyways, we get done with that and immediately our day's over, because now we have to go pick up Elizabeth. We're late to pick up Elizabeth and dude, you've probably already dealt this because Landry's been in school for a minute. That pickup line is no joke. It's no joke, bro. We were in line for an hour. Mm -hmm. The way it is, you basically make a big square. You go up Mm -hmm. like four blocks before you finally get to the school. Luckily Owen was cool and wasn't crying and you know we had music in the car, but I was I was just losing it because I was like, we were there for an hour and we finally pulled up and just not how you envision it. You know, you finally get a day off with your wife and you're like, oh, we're gonna do all these things. We were gonna go get a Philly cheesesteak from that place. We were gonna go to all these cool shops. I was going to get tires, none of that happened. I ended up paying to fix a toilet, was my whole day. And never, you know, I, spent, I spent all that money, and I'm still I'm going to get the tires tomorrow, but I'm going to spend like two grand in like two days, just for a toilet repair and some tires. It's like the most boring adult thing you can do. Yeah,
0: adulting isn't fun sometimes. Dude, it's not.
1: It's just going to work so you can pay bills and hang out with the only people that you like. Like, that's the perk. It's like, well, at least I like these people. Yeah. I'll get to see Matt. I get to hang out with my family.
0: Yeah, well.
1: I mean, I don't yeah. know if you noticed, but... um. We rearranged that, rearranged that furniture. I did. bro. I did notice it. I was going to say, how white and old am I that my peak of my week was we rearranged our furniture and it looks fantastic. Yeah. There's so much that. more space now. So, like, much,
0: which, so much more room for activity. It
1: is. Like, we, have, we can lay a rug in there. We can let the boy play. I was like, this really opened up this room. <laughs> I was like, I'm officially in my mid-30s now. Yeah, I was like, I just
0: need a new lamp. And you've, a new rug, and I'm checking all the boxes. You've got a stable job. You've got a wife and kids. You've got a podcast. And now... Am, I'm the whitest person that you know. You're, you've peaked... your peak white middle age.
1: Hey, I'm living the dream.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, nothing's been going on with me work. Um, we are the proud new owners of a bearded dragon what named the Cheesecake. Thing? What is a bearded dragon? You don't know what a bearded dragon is? He's like a lizard.
2: Uh, no, uh, apparently, I gotta s- see a
0: picture. And his name is
1: Cheesecake. Landry named him Cheesecake. Obviously, Landry named him. <laughs> that so, was given. so, where this did you th- get this guy?
0: Uh, uh, we, a uh, Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> you got a bearded
1: dragon named Cheesecake off Facebook. So, here's the
0: deal. <laughs> here's the deal. So, Landry's been wanting this thing for a while, and this is one of those things where this is like the first major thing I've made him earn. So, I had this arbitrary, like, point system in my head, and I'm like, all right, you need 50 points to get this bearded dragon. This is Cheesecake, by the way.
1: Oh, he looks cool as hell. Yeah, he's
0: real cool. And they're like the dogs. But
1: bearded, I pictured, like, a big throat or something. Well, yeah,
0: like, they can fluff out their beard, like, Uh when they're threatened or, like, you know, uh, threatened or, like, stressed. That looks really cool. But bearded dragons are like the dogs of reptiles. Like they're real chill. Like he'll chill on me, and oh, he'll sweet. get down, and he'll like chill on the couch. And they're they don't bite. I mean, they do bite, but I mean it's very rare to get. Yeah, it's not like they got like fangs. No, no, no. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was like, all right, man, you got to earn this. You got to get fifty points. I don't know where I got fifty from, but you know, and I would give them. And I didn't keep track of it, like on a I should have like on a board or piece of paper or something. But I was like, hey, man. Uh, you you do what you're supposed to, you get, you know, if I tell you to go clean your room and you clean your room, that's like two points. Or, you know, if you have a good week at school, that's like two points. So, you know, Smart. over, over like six months he's, and I forgot about it and remembered and added points and probably gave him fewer points than what he had. Oh, you know, give and take over the six months. But long story short, uh, I did a bunch of research on how to take care of this guy and everything. And so we go down to PetSmart Smart. <laughs> And buy one, and they're like babies. Get him home, and he doesn't last too long. What do he, you mean? He dies. Who did the first one? The first one, Cheesecake one. Oh my god! So then I Does found know, out. Andrew
1: know, or was it like? No, you could he knows. Him the next day? he knows because
0: Cheesecake one was like he the size died of my in hand. his arms. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the size of my hand. Uh huh. Cheesecake two is big boy. He's grown, so I had to explain to him. But the more I, I researched. I realized, like, PetSmart and Petco, these big box stores, the way they buy their animals is, like, pretty unethical, and they buy them in mass. Oh,
1: you don't say. Yeah. Wow. They they
0: buy them in mass, and, like, they're usually not in real good health. So I learned the hard way, like, that's not the way to go. Like, you either go to a breeder or you get on these Facebook groups, join these Facebook groups, and people are looking to rehome all the time. So that's exactly how we got Cheesecake 2. Cheesecake 2, a lady had, like, three or four of them. She was moving um, she needed to get rid of one. He came with his enclosure, which was much bigger than the one we had. A bunch of supplies, um, and it was a hundred bucks. Nice. And we paid eighty bucks for Cheesecake One. He was a baby. He didn't come with shit. That Just the dragon.
2: Dumb bearded dragon. Had to yeah. Die.
0: So we got uh, Cheesecake Two. He's really cool. They're omnivores, so they eat like fruits, uh, like greens, and like uh, meat. So like crickets, crickets, yeah, crickets, worms, stuff like that. So, can he? He'll eat out of my hand. He eats blue. He loves blueberries. I figured out. Um,
1: <laughs> you know who else loves blueberries? Who? Beagles. 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 According to Fantastic Mr. Fox, always remember that. Beagles love blueberries. Beagles are cool dogs. Beagles are cool dogs. My mom had one forever. RIP Baxter.
0: Oh, I have a Baxter. R.I.P. to him, too. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good day for Baxter. <laughs>
1: say both Baxter's gone. Not a good day for Baxter. But, but they yeah. lived both good long lives. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Our dog was like
0: 15. And Baxter was like 13 or 14. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good dogs. Yeah. And um, I
1: found out my, sorry to cut you off, but I my. Up, <laughs> don't ever hear this. My grandma and my aunt now live together, and they fucking put their dog down for, just because he got a little wild a couple times. They had to, they put him down on choice. He was like eight years old. I was giving my mom Jesus. all this shit. Yeah, what was his name? I think. Oh my God, his name was Baxter. Shut the fuck up. Oh really? Oh no, it was Buddy. It was Buddy. Okay. I was was gonna say there's a Baxter Baxter conspiracy. Yeah, but I was like, I was like, oh, because my grandma's dog Lily died, but Lily had like fucking tumors everywhere. Yeah, she was just. It was time for her to go, and she's like, oh yeah, and they put they put Buddy Buddy down. I was like, well, they put him down for oh he he scratched at the door a lot and he kind of made a mess and Grandma didn't like him.
0: I said, so y'all put them down. Your like, aunt and grandmother are psychopaths. Dude, I was they like, were... why couldn't
1: you give them a new home? They were like, yeah. like, well, we couldn't give them to a shelter because he wasn't fixed, and they were, oh, they were already so full, and they couldn't find anybody to get rid of them. And what's fucked up is, is it was my uncle's dog, and my uncle passed away this past year. So it's like, dang.
0: They just reunited. Buddy and Uncle
1: Mike, yeah, <laughs> meeting up, running, and filled to heaven together. That's good, I guess. Oh, God, dude. That's man, cold-hearted, that, It is. I, I didn't mean for well, to take like a dead dog turn. Watch
0: your and Qs around those two. You get out of line, you may be next.
1: Dude, Grandma don't play. No, My grandma is, like, they old grew school. grew up in
0: another era. Yeah damn but yeah no we got cheesecake and uh today was landry's first day of school this year last year was a lot of tears yeah i figured
1: kindergarten's like the toughest yeah
0: for landry even though like he would go to daycare like you know from the time he was like six months till kindergarten Mm -hmm. it was different you know mom mom dad you know you're you're at a different you know kind of level but and i think he had a tough time maybe that first two or three days but then after that oh i right. I totally
1: expected like the first few to yeah. be tough and what was getting me is thinking like i wonder what she's doing right now like i hope she's not like just in by herself you know i was just thinking like i hope if she's at least like talking to somebody or making a friend i hope she's just not like that kid by herself
0: i had those thoughts too but then we would get like there's this app called seesaw
1: yeah my sister told us about yeah that. there's
0: seesaw and the if you have a good teacher which
1: you, oh yeah shout out miss Dively. forgot she's like 28 year veteran so that's oh cool. sweet yeah yeah
0: so if they're good they're like uploading the seesaw you can see and we would get pictures and stuff and mm-hmm. we all have that fear but i think we don't give them as much credit as yeah, we need that, to
1: like claire said that too
0: like landry took off and you know he uh he excelled socially you know and uh, like academically surprised you yeah surprisingly yeah i think the same's gonna happen. he was you know he was fine but no, no, on the other hand, it's kindergarten, so. Um, but, yeah, so today was his first day of school. Did you go to he work? Was, yeah, yeah, but we did walk him in. Yeah. Uh, we had to, you know, we walked him to class and stuff, and um, he did, you know, to give you some hope for Ellie, he did make a friend, and that was his buddy. That was his person at school. He already knew him? He, no, no, no. He oh, met he him. already made friends that quick? No, last year. Oh, it was kindergarten last year. So. He was friends, you know, all through the year and then over the summer we actually got together with him and his parents a few times and the parents are cool, they're nice, we get along. Oh, so um yeah, Landry's got his little buddy, but he was he did when we had Meet the Teacher Night on Tuesday he was bummed because he was going around looking at all the names on the, on the desks. and oh, didn't no. see Vincent's name, and he was like.
1: Oh, he's told me about him. Yeah, when I was over yeah. for, was it the draft? I guess it was. He was talking about Vincent. Yeah, that's his buddy. Um, now that you bring that up, that's one thing that I dread about having kids is I have to now meet other parents and interact with them because of our kids.
0: Yeah. I'm, I don't, I'm not that person. I wasn't thrilled with the idea, but when it's for your kid, I think you approach it totally different. It's that it, sacrifice you'll make. And luckily like these these guys are really cool like we went to uh it's it called like Twin Leve- Peak? Twin Peaks? No, like Level Up or Game On or something. It's an arcade in Arlington. They have a full bar. Oh. Yeah. So we just drank a few beers. They were drinking beers and we hung out, <laughs> let the kids play. It's like one of those things like 10 bucks to get in. Oh, it's called free play in Arlington. And, and they charge money?
1: It's ten- well, that's, get this. that's a bullshit name. It's a ten
0: dollar cover, but then all the games are on free play, so you can play as many okay. games. So that it's a
1: ten dollar charge, and ten- then you get pay the for door. food and alcohol. And that's then yeah, cool. but the games are all free so the kids are basically free. Oh, from that point on, free because yeah. they're probably just going to get like a funnel cake.
0: Yeah, and then they have like a they have a little kitchen with like p- pizzas and that's was, cool. It was a cool little spot, but yeah. Um. So to give you some hope for Ellie, Ellie will make a friend. She's well.
1: I think I made my first dad friend. The actually gym. this guy across the street they have um it's just a nice house that they just redid like they moved in it was kind of a not like a junky house not like like literally junky people live there like junky like heroin junkies but you know just kind of run down yeah. and they probably put like 30,000 dollars into it like remodeled the whole thing and i saw them they were like the most popular people on the block people would drive by and just start talking to them and i'm like thank god that's not me like i don't <laughs> want anybody to stop at my house and try to try to talk to me but Finally, me and Claire were like, look, we have to go. The the whole neighborhood knows these people. Let's go over there. And we went over there, and they're actually really cool. Um, His name's Danny, and he's from Peru. He's Peruvian, which is fucking exotic as hell. Um, His wife is named Patty. She's really cool. And they have a little girl named Elizabeth. She's a year older, and they have another boy named Danny. And then they each had a child from a separate relationship. So they each have, like, two 12-year-old boys. But, um... Yeah, and Claire and Ellie, I think she goes by Ellie too. Like they got along. I said Claire and Ellie. Both Ellie's got along really well, and that's the first dad that I actually like became kind of friends with from yeah. my children. Yeah, that's so cool. I made yeah. like my first dad friend. And so he's not bad. Well, he—I'll tell you what—he did do that drove me crazy. He drove. We were sitting on the porch one day, just chilling out, and he pulled up to me. And he's like, "Hey, I got something for you." He hold the beer out. So like, oh, okay, you know, I went grab the beer. I appreciate it. And then he just starts talking to me, and I'm like, "Oh fuck," he wants to like actually have a conversation in the middle of the road. I hate people that just stop in the middle of the road, you know, oh, yeah, he's just, just, he's just parked right there. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is going to go on for a minute. And after like five fucking minutes, he goes like this, puts it in park. I said, Oh, fuck me, man. Like he's going to wait until a car pulls up to end this conversation. Now, I don't, I ain't got nothing to say to this guy. I don't even know his last name. Like, what are we going to talk oh about? God. So we just sit there and bullshit. And then thankfully a car comes and he's like, all right, man, I'll see you later. He's like, okay, later. Uh, I saw him there yesterday too, though. And, um made a joke about made a child predator joke to his wife that she liked she's actually pretty nice funny. yeah she said something about how they look creepy and i was like yeah i was like technically i'm not even supposed to be in the school uh within 100 yards of any school and she kind of looked at me and she knows i'm kidding child predator kidding. jokes can be iffy it's they're that's, they're hit or miss you got to know your audience yeah yeah, yeah but I, the first water, time we though. ever hung out i made some you know i just make like offhanded jokes that'll catch you off guard and i remember her saying like oh like i gotta watch out for you like like I don't know, she said like I'm funny or like you know you you say different stuff. Right. I was like, yeah.
0: A- around their house, have you seen any pineapples?
1: What the fuck? No. Okay. I haven't been on their property though. Watch out. They do have a dog named Lucifer though, and he's Ooh. like this. He's like I know. Y'all, I know Troy can't see this right here. It's like five feet tall, like on his hind legs.
0: You seen him? Yeah. When I was waiting for. you Oh to get
1: yeah, home. they
2: were
0: going on a walk. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. dude, they like? Peruvian. Yeah, it's yeah, a. Big fucking dog. Giant dog. Yeah. I'm taking my belt off and i my pants. I we're getting fucking real here. I saw you lean back and go for that belt. <laughs> it's like Thanksgiving dinner. Hey man, we went to Chick Fil A, and that's a
1: part of my hot take. I got a Chick Fil A hot take coming up later, so all don't right, let me forget all right, that.
0: All right. Um, all right. So um, let's move on to the news desk. I do have stories. I don't know how well it's going to go because I pulled these like two weeks ago. I didn't read them, so I'm going to reread them with you for the first time. All so, right. Hit it.
1: Love the confidence.
0: Yep. All right. First story. Police say people pretending to play violin for money, a nationwide issue. So have you seen this? Like Target, like that area over there by Chick-fil-A where like the Target and the Lows. Uh-huh. you ever seen the guy out there playing violin? And he's faking it? I've always said that he's fucking faking it. You called it?
2: <laughs> yes. And Lauren's always. like
0: giving him money. You're like, don't give that piece of shit money. Yeah. So there's, you can't see it, but there's a guy and he's got a violin hooked up to a little amp and it says, dad with three kids, please need help for food and rent. And he's got, like, his handle right here. I guess it may be for, like, a cash app. Um, handle, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I'm homeless, but here's my cash app on my smartphone. Uh- so this is a story out of Michigan police across the country have been warning the public about people pretending to play violins to solicit donations a trend that appears to have reached West Michigan as well after getting a tip from a concerned viewer news channel 3 found a man appearing to play violin outside the target store on South West Nedge Avenue on in portage on Monday afternoon as he stood next to the sign uh, to a sign that read dad of three kids please help for food and rent uh, when th- News, 3, News Channel 3 approached him and asked him about his performance, a woman sitting beside him said they don't speak English. As the man was holding his violin down with the bow away from the strings, violin music began playing from the speaker. See, yeah. and I always see these people pedaling. Like, you'll see them at the corner by the racetrack. Yeah. You'll see them down by the Target. If, um, if they
1: have a dog, I'm more than likely to give you at least a little something.
0: But it's like, and I'm going to tread on some... If he walked. No, don't tread,
1: know. dude. Cannonball.
0: So you have all the and they usually got kids with them. And yeah. it's hot. I'm like, if you got if you have the time to sit out here, mm-hmm. if you just do a 360 panorama around you, there are at least five places that are hiring. That's
1: what I always tell Claire, is like there's
0: literally everyone hiring. Like why can't you work? Yeah. That's an excellent point. And these people make and I saw another story on this. Some of these people make better money than me and you.
1: Some people make that and then jump into like their you know, infinity car. I'm glad you like said that. Like a nice car and drive I mean, off.
0: Because I, mean, uh, I started, I went down a rabbit hole <laughs> on this. Yeah. Somebody actually followed them, and they, and this wasn't in Dallas or anything, but they followed them to an affluent neighborhood. What? They lived in like a, multi, like a million dollar home. They were driving like a Lexus, like the little SUV. That's got to be something but, like psychic. What is
1: that word? Like something in your head yeah. to make you think like, it's almost like a kleptomaniac. Like yeah. you don't have to steal. Like you got money to buy this, but you just you have the urge to you do it. Like do you do, it. it's like a, it's like pulling a con on. It's a grift. It's a very yeah. specific and weird grift. Like not only am I going to pretend like I need money, I'm going to pretend to play the violin. Like if you don't play, what do you have to go pawn shop to buy one? You know what I mean? You got to buy all this equipment just to just to pull
0: off the grift. That's so weird. Like, and we we you know we are true crime fans, and we, so we see this a lot. If they spent the same amount of time and energy putting that into like a like an like a like a business venture or just trying to make money a legit way, they they could do it. They mm-hmm. almost put more effort into being a con artist or being a well,
1: criminal. I think some people just like that lifestyle too. They don't want that nine to five. Like some people are like hustlers. You know, like I can make a hundred dollars on the street or I can make a hundred dollars in the office. I'd okay. rather go make,
0: be a fucking skydiving instructor. I don't know. Hey,
1: I got a buddy. Shout out Cody who does that. Like in Corpus Christi, went to high school with him. That's See, pretty fucking cool.
0: He's not in, he's not stuck in a cubicle, and he's making no, money a legit he's, way.
1: He, he's a maniac, though. I'll tell you that. There's no way I'm getting in a plane, mm-hmm. and there's no fucking way I'm jumping out of that plane. Go
0: be a fucking firefighter I love you, Cody. I'm know. the last person. Y'all, I'd rather run into a burning building <laughs> than, get on than, than jump out of a plane. I, I don't want to jump. I'll get on one and take one somewhere, but I'm not jumping out. I'm with you. Fuck that motherfucker that. jumps out of planes every day. Nope. He's crazy. His luck will run out. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> Damn. I didn't say I'd that. I'd say...
1: On, you're, you're on his 79th you're, birthday. Yeah. Or however long
0: he wants to live. Hopefully, you'll go out that way, you know. You think about long. it. Dude. I
1: think I'm about midlife.
0: You think you really gonna see, are? you
1: going to see 70? I'm not going to see 80. Fuck no. There's no way I'm seeing 80.
0: They say with modern medicine. No. But dude. if I
1: see 70, I'm checking out like in two years. That but, movie Midsommar, it's like after 72, you're no longer productive to society at all. You're like a burden to society. I hold our precedent.
0: In the, in the last one, yeah. Well, they are. They in should in the be last
1: like an, if there's an age limit to be 35 to be. It should be like the cutoff is like 70. I think the I think the ideal age for a president is like 40 to 50 because you've had enough life experiences. 40 to 60, but you're starting so, to have right. that downhill. Okay, like 60 to 65 tops, yeah. right? I think I think like what there's your, no one's ever going to be 35 and be president, but I think the great age is 50, 50 to 60. Yeah, there's a lot of smart people yeah. who have enough of life experience but they're not losing that cognitive edge I'll, and on the decline.
0: I'll, I'll say one more thing and then you know we can get off of it if we want. Nowhere on earth, no company on earth where, where you, would you hire a 78, 77 year old to man to the most important position in the company? No. Never. No. So why why are they allowed to run our country? Because they uh-huh. there's no way their views, their values or how they like they don't have the same like retrospective life that we do. Like yeah. now that now that, I
1: think can gen- I think millennials make up the the vast majority of the population now. How can they relate to me and you? They can't. That's what yeah. I'm saying. They're from a not only another generation. They're from like three generations before us. Yeah. They need to bow two. out.
0: They need to bow out. <laughs> just fucking my, just die. Yeah. Sorry, mom and dad. I know you're baby boomers. But they're cool. I will say, my dad made it to seventy, or he will make. Fifty three. Next year he'll be seventy. Mm-hmm. If he can make it seventy, I can make it seventy. Because my dad ran a lot harder than I did. Yeah. He he. I, don't know, I hope it doesn't skip a
1: generation. Because my dad's dad died at like mid forties. Like my dad was like eleven when his dad died. Jeez. But then my dad's gonna be sixty five this year, and you know my dad lived through the seventies. Like my dad fucking went wild.
0: Yeah. Um. So there's that. But anyway, back to the story. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we're, we, we're, we're right in the middle of the story. Forgot we're talking about violin grifters. <laughs> well, this is what happens when we don't record for a month. Well, when we um, don't hang
1: out for a while. We just talk about
0: Police and officials across the country have been warning the public about similar performers. The supervisor of Springfield Township in Oakland County, Michigan. Shout out Oakland County, Michigan. Did you ever hear the story about the Oakland County child murders in Michigan?
1: Is that the ones that are connected to, that had that farm from the or not farm but their island no. from the gmc
0: mm-hmm. no these kids were were all killed within i don't know like a four or five month period like one of them was found in like a snowbank, but he's like all their bellies were full uh, when they did the autopsy they were all clean and like Ooh, dressed that's,
1: that's even creepier like they really took care of them like a doll yeah, yeah. like they when had, was this
0: uh 70s of course Golden era, such a golden era. But yeah, so Oakland County, Michigan, that made me think of it. Uh, It's called the Oakland County Child Murders. There's plenty of podcasts. Come on, you can get more
1: creative than that. Call them the Full Belly Kids or something. (laughs) Full Belly (laughs) Kids, the Nutritional Murderer or something.
0: The Compassionate (laughs) Child Killer. Yeah, for real. Give him a name. uh, made a Facebook post on Monday urging residents to be careful with their money. "Quote: This is a nationwide problem, and we're addressing it at our David'sburg, <coughs> Davisburg Kroger," said Springfield Township Supervisor Laura Moreau in her post. "These are not your neighbors in need. We've seen license plates from Texas, Virginia, and Illinois. Uh, they are they are not real musicians. The violin music is recorded. Please call sheriff's dispatch uh, if you see the scam, and do not reward them with a donation." Nope. Um. Yeah, like I said, I've seen this in right in our little town. I've have, seen this same have, thing. Have
1: you seen that video? She was like worked for the police department and she was their sign language interpreter. And she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. She <laughs> just made up hand gestures all the time. They had her on live TV like interpreting like a press conference and she's just a mile that. a minute doing these hand signals and they said uh, deaf people were like what the fuck is she doing like that's she's not making any sense she just said the cheese is moldy yeah it's like she just said like something that's totally incomprehensible and
0: yeah. <laughs> eventually she got fired I was I like think- wow how, g- how great are you at bullshitting that you made it that far i think i saw a meme about that and it's like i think it was in like just the the jobs subreddit on reddit and it was like when you lie on the resume and it had a picture of her like signing <laughs> and then it had the story yeah
1: she did a great job in the interview process because she made it that far she got on national maybe not national but she got on like local television
0: um all right her. so a, that's a legend. that's that story um <laughs> i love this one uh we go to florida for this one so you know it's gonna be good <laughs> Headline reads, Florida man uses finger guns to steal Waffle House napkins, Deputy Say. (laughs) That's such a Florida headline. (laughs) And when you see this guy, he's got like these stupid fucking sideburns. He's in a yellow SpongeBob t-shirt. Looks like a complete fucking moron. He looks like the
1: the governor of Florida. Uh, The
0: next governor. uh, A Madison County Waffle House employee called 911 Monday night to report an attempted robbery. The suspect was armed and simply left... The suspect was unarmed and simply left after grabbing some napkins, according to the Madison County Sheriff's Department. Hey, buddy, you know that you can just go and ask, Yeah, I was right? gonna say, is that really theft if it's free? Uh, like,
1: he didn't have a weapon, and he technically didn't take anything that didn't cost money.
0: MCSO uh, identified Edward William Rodriguez as the assailant, based on video footage and witness description. Rodriguez entered the Waffle House on 145... 145- Southeast Bandit Street Wow oh, that, that's uh, About 8pm uh, Witnesses said Witnesses described him As a white man Wearing a grey hoodie Dark jeans A dark hat With dark hair He was reportedly Accompanied by a small dog Oh man You got your dog involved uh, Rodriguez then Began shouting Get on the ground Y'all are getting robbed According to MCSO's <laughs> report I could just see him In there with like His hands in his coat yeah, He goes I got two guns ready." Right? <laughs> he pulls up both hands He then stated That he was high and drunk Before grabbing some napkins And walking out out. Yeah, no shit, you're high and drunk. Rodriguez got into a vehicle oh, and left man. the park and let the 911 caller to hold deputies. Uh, quote, <laughs> the suspect did not appear to have a weapon but did raise his hands with his fingers in the shape <laughs> of a gun.
1: Imagine being that dispatch, like, yeah, we just got robbed. Okay, is he armed? Well, he, me, he aggressively pointed his fingers at me and he told me he was high on drugs and oh, drunk. God. All it's right. like, God, God damn it, I hate Florida. Okay, we'll send somebody. So thank you, Florida, for that. Yeah, thanks for your constant, con- I can't think of words today, contribution, Florida.
0: Oh, God. Okay. Um. Here we go. If I can get this to work. Here we go. All right. So, <laughs> speaking of Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. That place I'm, is pretty good. I'm going to have to tear them apart for this one. Uh, this is from Vice. Uh, That's good. Headline reads, Chick-fil-A is asking volunteers to work for five chicken sandwiches per hour. North Carolina Chick-fil-A is so hard up for people to work the lunch rush that it's asking for volunteers from the community. Dude, wait, they're not hurting for money, though. I guess I got to hear this stuff. They're hurting for workers.
1: Yeah, but can you pay me... In cash and chicken sandwiches, or is it just chicken sandwiches? Uh, let's see what it says. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let
0: me read it up. A uh, Chick-fil-A in North Carolina posted a drop opportunity on Facebook that offered to pay quote-unquote volunteers and chicken, not money. The store oh, in Hendersonville goodness. is celebrating the opening of its new Drive-Thru Express like this. Quote, we are looking for volunteers for our new Drive-Thru Express. The Facebook post, which was just deleted after getting widely dragged red, earned five free entrees per shift, uh, one-hour shift worked. Message us for details. The post rate, uh, racked up 265 comments before being deleted. Many of the commenters pointed out that Chick-fil-A is a massive, massively popular fast food chain mm-hmm. whose owners are worth roughly 14 billion, and thus should not be asking people to illegally work for free. Like many fast food operations, some Chick-fil-A stores are franchises that are quasi independently operated. The Hendersonville location is a franchise, according to local reporting. Chick-fil-A corporate did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Reached by a phone. Ryan, a manager at the Hendersonville location who did not provide his last name, defended the idea. Quote, What happens with some brands in a community is that they establish a relationship with the community. As a result, there's an expression of desire from the community to be more a part of what the brand is doing, Ryan said. We get people all the time that want to be a part of what we're doing. This is designed to be an opportunity for that. Ryan said he was not in control of the Facebook account and declined to comment on the post. Quote, thanks for everyone's concern on this matter. The store said in response to a post that it should not be offering (coughs) volunteer positions. This is a volunteer-based opportunity, which means people can opt in to volunteer if they think it's a good fit for them. We've had multiple people sign up and enjoy doing uh, and have done it multiple times. People who sign up for this chose it voluntarily. We are still hiring full-time and part-time team members. So if you're interested in working in our store, we pay $19 an hour. Holy shit. Damn. Good for them. No, I was going to say, if I could come and
1: work one hour, and I, you said five entrees, right? That's everything. Well, so I can tell you that's almost like a $10 value per entree. Yeah. That's like bartering for $50 an hour. If I can come and work one hour and just do that iPad and make some menus and then I walk out with all them, all them uh, spicy chicken sandwiches and mac and cheeses.
0: Next time I'm going to pay my rent, I'm just going to walk in with my arms full of chicken sandwiches and be like, this is all I earned. Today. I, I worked all <laughs> month. <laughs> can I pay <laughs> My rent. Hey, I'm all for
1: the barter system. Me and Claire do that all the time.
0: Uh, uh, Let's see. And then it just goes on to say, you know, Chick-fil-A's are popular. The uh, the lines get so long that traffic spills into roadways and cause jam traffic jams, and that's why locations like this one are started building these drive-through express lanes. I just thought of the comment I would leave: be like, yeah, I'll be there on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, I'm starting on Sunday. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm gonna show up on Sunday. Y'all be there.
0: Okay, so that was the news. Um, shame on you, Chick-fil-A. Nobody can pay rent with chicken sandwiches. Chicken sandwiches, no. Although they're delicious. They the Lord's delicious. chicken is good.
1: Probably the best chicken sandwich in town.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: But I've never had the Popeyes. The one that like someone got murdered over. I never went there. Yeah,
0: I, I had it. It was pretty good. Not Chick-fil-A level, nope. in my opinion. Too much breading on yeah. the chicken. At least with Chick-fil-A, you know you're getting a majority like chicken. There's not just breading pieces on there.
1: Yeah, I don't want a breaded sandwich.
0: All right, where are we going now? Fuck if I know. We didn't do a run sheet. Uh, no, we can do. I got
1: free. I got a hill to die on. All right, I got my, my my hear me out, and I got some questions.
0: Okay, uh, let's do hill to die on because I want to hear I want to hear your your hill.
1: Okay, this one I should start. I have no solution to this issue. I should say firsthand. So this is a hot take, right? Yeah, that's the point. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be unpopular. Yeah, this is yeah. Defendants under the age of 16 should not be tried as an adult or be eligible for the death penalty under the age of 16, no matter the case. And like I said, I have no solution to this problem. But I don't think a 14-year-old should be tried as an adult, even if it was like a murder case. <sighs> the brain still develop. I don't think they can comprehend. Like, they can, they can comprehend right from wrong, but I don't think they understand, like, if, like, because I went to, I've, I've, been, I've spent a night in the clink, right? I spent some time. Yeah, your no joke. Man. I'm fucking...
0: You're hard. And, bro, I ain't going
1: back. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they comprehend, like, I'll never get to do these things. Like, I remember being like, I just want to go to work. Like, <laughs> just let me go to... I'll go to work seven days a week. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, let me out. And that was, like, 24 hours. I was like, yep, I'm done. Of course, I went back to doing what I did. I got arrested for. But, you know, it's like, I don't think they comprehend, like, no, for the next, like, 60 years until you die, and then you're going to get buried in this field. So, I don't know. I just when you see someone, it's like, yeah, they were 15 when this crime committed, and then they were tried as an adult, which it's like, if it, nothing else you can get there where you get eligible to be considered an adult unless you commit a crime. I was like, if you can't even buy beer and you can serve in the military, that's fucked up. But I don't think you should be tried as an adult just because you did something terrible. And like I said, I don't have a solution. That's why mm-hmm. it's unpopular. And it's uh, I didn't really think this one through, but I had to come up with something. And I heard a podcast, and this guy was tried as an adult. And then they went into this explanation that, like, you know, your brain's still developing at this age. And with all the hormones, they're, like, technically, like, you are considered, like, mildly crazy because of, like, your hormones are popping so much. And everything that's going on in your brain, they're, like, it's just not a normal brain. Like, if you did a scan, it wouldn't be normal from, like, a 25-, 35-, 45-year-old. You're just on a different yeah,
0: I agree. Wavelength. I think I would agree with you if our system was designed and committed to rehabilitation. Oh, if it wasn't for profit?
1: But I don't think it is. I, mean, it's I know it's not. So That's another thing. I told Claire and she got mad at me because I was like, okay, aren't aren't jails bullshit? Not prisons, jail. Because if I commit a crime, right, and I get arrested for it, I'm innocent till I'm proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Why am I sitting in this pen as if I'm a guilty person? I should be at home. Because until the judicial system finds me guilty in a court of law, I am presumed innocent. You know what I mean? And I got in this whole argument with her, and I was like, you're, "I was like, you're, I'm not going to lose this argument because I said maybe they have to change the judicial system and they could do that, and then they could, you know, keep you in jail." But I was like, "Jails are bullshit. If I'm innocent until proven guilty, I shouldn't spend a minute in jail because I have the presumption of innocence on me." Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I get in debates with it, and Claire's like, "I don't, I don't care. Like you're arguing with yourself." And I'm like, "I'm heated right now. Like let me just talk about it." And then you know we don't have sex. I I, I ruin everything. <laughs> so I'm kind of like damn it, I died on that hill, but I go to sleep
0: like with big swollen balls. But at um, least I'm right. I, I wanna I wanna agree with you, but the other side of me doesn't because like if a 15 year old kid slaughters his entire family, mm-hmm. that's a big boy decision. Like yeah, but you you should face some big boy consequences. And I don't think six years until he's 21 or. Three years until he's 18? No,
1: no, no. That's what I said. I don't think they should get out once they become a certain age. There just needs to be a different process for how this goes. It's like, okay, maybe you do serve that time, and then you get – because you're not going to get set free, but maybe now there's like a review board or something, and you get – and there's like a minimum of 20 years after that. You get X amount of time two turn 21, and then on these terrible cases, then you have a minimum of 20 years, but you shouldn't get fucking death penalty. There shouldn't be 16, 17-year-olds that get sentenced to death right. like – um, they got, uh, who's the main guy? Damien Eccles from West mm-hmm. Memphis 3. He got the death penalty at like 17. And it's like, he was obviously innocent. But you know, it's like, if he can't even buy a pack of cigarettes yet, but the state of Arkansas is going to put him to death, that's kind of fucked up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: Now, I'm not trying, I, that was my whole point with Claire. It's like, I'm not saying they are they should be set free. I am just saying, like, I don't think a 14, 15-year-old should be tried as an adult and be sent to adult prison because you know they're just going to get fucked in the butt. They're going to get passed around. I was like, I don't know, it's just... And it's a weird hill to die on, you know. I just I like yeah. I like getting worked up and getting into arguments with people that I that I have a sliver of winning and then I just die on that hill. Like right. I'm not gonna be convinced otherwise.
0: Hey, that's your hill to die on. That's
1: I have so many hills to die on. That was the one I chose just because I heard that podcast. And my second one, because I went there today, the Chick fil A mac and cheese is the best thing on their menu.
0: As far as out-to-eat mac and cheese, it's up there. What do you mean out-to-eat? Like uh, fast no. food
2: oh. or
1: like. I, my mom was, when I said that, my mom goes, it's better than my mac and cheese. And I looked at her and said, hell yes, is it better than yours? I was like, have <laughs> you tried this yet? And she's like, it's better than your sister's. And I was like, we can do this
0: all day. Like, this is the best mac and cheese. Yeah, I don't think it's the best mac and cheese out there because okay. if you have a good homemade. If I one- was
1: from like Minnesota, right, the Midwest, and I'm sure some lady out there makes the best.
0: No, but accessible. You think the South? Yeah, if I want a good casserole, I'm going to the Midwest.
1: I'm going like somewhere with like obesity rates like at an all time high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was like, but that's not my mom. Is like, hey, let me boil these noodles and let me dip in. Let me drain
0: this cheese packet and mix it together. Lauren makes homemade. That's what my sister does too. That's why she asks like, is it better than noodles? Bread crumbs. Oh, we don't do breadcrumbs. Okay,
1: so maybe Lauren in 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 the the oven. Yeah, oh yeah. Maybe I need to go on a date with your wife then.
0: You fucking, you can have her. <laughs> okay. She told me to like fucking leave. Whenever, oh shit, it was in a joking manner, I think. Yeah. But <laughs> she told me she fucking hates me. But yeah, she was I th- joking. I think she was joking. I think before we left. So. I think there's a locksmith that pulls up yeah. as soon as you leave. Say, we'll see if my key works when I get home. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. There, as far as like uh like any fast food or even restaurant, yeah, chicken. Oh yeah, way. That's up what I'm there. saying.
1: But I've never had the way you're talking about. So the best I've had is the best. And I was going to say this, spoiler alert, I'm going to get Claire to make banana pudding for the draft. You should get Lauren to make some mac and cheese, and we'll be like fucking kings up fantastic. there. Fantastic! Yeah, Do she I, yeah. is. I was like, I give her options, I was like, because I usually get something for all the guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that shit. None of those cocksuckers appreciate all the effort mm-hmm. I put into it. I make like fucking gift bags for these guys, and then they fucking just like of them leave it there. Nobody says thank you. I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm tired of being the nice guy. But I told Claire, I was like, you know what's really, she makes fantastic banana pudding, or a. Uh, yeah, banana pudding. Yeah. So I was like, "Can you make that?" Like, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll make one for y'all, a big pan. I'll make one for me, so I can." Eat. I was like, "Yeah, it's a win-win." So, anybody yeah. who's listening, that's in our league, Troy, you're a Troy's Troy's, Yeah, Troy, just just eat shit. Actually, and any banana pudding. Yeah. Hope actually, your team sucks.
0: We, we can't. I do hope his team sucks, but we can't lump him in with the other guys because this is his first live draft. So we don't know how he would react to a gift. He might appreciate. You it You know what?
1: I love you, Troy. He'll appreciate it. Yeah, Ryan, eat shit.
0: Um. Okay. Where do you want to go now? You want to do? Um. I
1: have some pop. Uh, some questions I was going to ask you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love this part. And the hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Big brother. Yeah. Needs to raise the uh, America's favorite house guest to fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. And then they need to add a twenty five thousand dollars prize to the, the best villain slash America's least favorite house guest. Just because every year, like, yeah, I would vote for like Daniel this year. And mm-hmm. it's like, I kind of want people to be assholes because it makes for better television. Like, I don't want you to be on there and be, like, straight-up racist. There's some people that are yeah. like, oh, that was really fucked up. But if you can, like, manipulate people and just, like, get under people's skin but in a game way, I appreciate that. I really do. I, I appreciate when someone – and they they never win. You know, I think – did Evil Dick
0: win? Yeah.
1: So evil dicks like the only one to ever do it. Oh, and Jackson, Jackson Mickey, that guy yeah. that looked like a me character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he did. He had a, he had a fantastic yeah. jawline. So yeah. much so he looked like a me. His character. head was
0: almost literally square.
1: And yeah, great jawline. But yeah. I was like, yeah, he. Lo- that first thing I saw, that's what I thought of. But um, yeah. they need like a best villain, or l- I thought it'd be best if it was least favorite house guest. They always like, oh well, people hate me, but hey, I got twenty five thousand. Yeah. So because yeah. you know they're making tons of, they make a lot of money off that show. There's no, there's no like over like, they don't have to pay a cast really.
0: I don't know. Do cast members?
1: Get yeah, paid? they get paid like get X comp- amount of dollars compensated per day. for probably work. Yeah. So what me and Claire were talking about. I was like, I'm surely they cover at least. The,
0: your... I've seen that on Reddit. Like it's like something, like it's like basically like a per diem. So it's like sixty bucks a day or hundred twenty bucks a day, but then they have the upkeep of the house, all the groceries, mm-hmm. set builders, set probably really expensive. Yeah. They've done a great
1: job this year on yeah. the set. I don't want to get too much in Big Brother because we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll but. Talk um, about it. um you want my uh, my pick ones? This yeah. is just I'm gonna give you two options, you gotta pick one. Okay. This all started with this one question. Okay. And then I just brainstormed like for ten minutes and I came up. So the first one I came up with, you get this a combo. Pancakes and sausage or waffles and bacon.
0: <laughs> pancakes and sausage.
1: Exactly. Me too. I'm such a fat kid. We had that for we were eating waffles and bacon one day and I was like, I'd rather be eating pancakes and sausage Pancakes right and sausage. <laughs> okay. Um, chips or cereal? The other one's got to go forever. You can never have it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the point. It's like a it got to go, but I'm sure oh. that's trademark, so we can't say that. Cereal. See, I went chips. Sandwiches or burgers?
0: Oh, that means I couldn't have Jersey Mike's
1: anymore. Nope. And sandwiches is obviously like tuna, grilled cheese, peanut butter and jelly, deli sandwiches, chopped beef sandwiches. Could I
0: put a hamburger patty on two pieces of bread? No. That, you just said the word hamburger. Could I put ground <laughs> no, beef no, patty? No. Oh, no, that's, a, that's
1: another word for a hamburger. So is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it's not a fucking sandwich. It's a hot dog. Claire had this. She goes, well, technically a, a hamburger is a sandwich. I yeah. said, like, look, you literal bitch. I know it's <laughs> bread, meat, bread. I was like, well, then a taco is because you fold up a taco and it's a little bit of bread, meat. I was like, no, it's too simple of a definition. Definition. You know, a sandwich is a sandwich. A hamburger is a hamburger. And a hot dog is a goddamn hot dog.
0: Give me sandwiches because I, I can't, sandwiches as I can't well. give up Jersey Mike. That's
1: so. what I said. I was like, there's too many good options because a burger, as much as I love burger, is just it's, there's not many ways to dress up a burger. Sandwiches I can make. Thank so, you what ten. about a
0: cheesesteak? It is now. That's
1: a good one. It is still. I might. Beef. I might make that the exception to a burger. I might throw that into a burger category because it is like ground beef almost, right? No. Or well, not ground beef, but it's like it's like shaved. Okay, but you you know what I mean, like that. If we do that, then I think we got to throw in the chopped beef sandwich to a burger, too. That kind of now to that me, changes the game.
0: To me, burgers and cheesesteaks and even like a chopped beef or like pastrami roast beef, that's on one side and burgers are on the other. So burgers all by itself? I think so. Okay, I so think we're going with can. sandwiches.
1: All right. Pizza or tacos?
0: Fuck. If you can't Fuck. tell, I'm such Fuck. a fat kid. Fuck. Most of these are all food. Dude.
1: Yeah. Pizza. I pick pizza as well salsa or ranch because you know they're both considered well i can't
0: have chips based on my answers so i'm going ranch
1: okay see i went chips and salsa one separate okay this one's specific you got to hear the wordage ice cream cone snow cone ice cream cone okay say i went snow cone because you can still have ice cream in a cup you just can't have it in a cone oh that's what i'm saying You'd you s- have to listen to the words yeah does that one's ice cream cone or a snow cone, so you can still eat it out of a bowl, out of a pint, like like a fat kid like I am, just okay, eat it straight out. Cones. Yeah, so you keep the snow cones. Snow cones are so good. Yeah, they're so underrated. underrated. So underrated. Um, this one's for you. This one you can either watch MLS and college football, so you can get them both, or NFL. You're evil. You're evil, dick. You're an <laughs> evil dick. That's that's a compliment. That's um, a big brother compliment. I'm not. I hope that's what you're saying.
0: With the NFL, do I still get to watch a World Cup?
1: No, uh, no, actually, ML- MLS is soccer. Just soccer. I should have said so. Just
0: soccer, soccer, college football, or soccer
1: and college football combo. Any soccer or just straight NFL?
0: You know what? If the Cowboys had won anything in the last thirty years, I'd say NFL. But I'm give me soccer and college football. Okay,
1: that's fair. I would have said if it were for me, if it was NBA and college football, that would have been the way I worded it. For me, I probably would have picked because it's like a two for one. It's two sports for. And you can still watch all the college football. Okay, last one. Video games or music? Oh,
0: dude. You can still listen to podcasts. Oh,
1: fuck. I broke my pen.
0: So if I go video games, I can still listen to podcasts? Mm-hmm. Okay, give me video games and
1: okay. You'll never hear another song in your life.
0: Yeah, but that's literally what i do like i'll put on a podcast and play video games that's fair so that's a good answer for you then all right man that's it that was just me thinking about
1: pancakes and sausage and i started thinking about all these other things really evil scenarios dude really like hit me
0: like (laughs) really made you think (laughs) yeah that's the most i thought and (laughs)
2: it's
1: like a personality test like i'm like a psychiatrist i'm really getting to know you
0: damn okay well that was good all right cool do you want it i don't even feel like we need to do oh that. i got one more all right
1: <laughs> this is so stupid okay right when i thought i was done no okay so you're in a public restroom right okay which already sucks yeah you either have to poop with the light on or that in the doors unlocked or you can lock the door but you got to poop in the dark
0: Oh, Give me the light. I don't, I don't give a shit if people walk in. You're letting
1: somebody walk. Oh my God.
0: I've walked in on like two people at work. So there's like a shared bathroom. So the main door is unlocked or my stall door is unlocked?
1: Oh, the way I was thinking it is like, you know, where it's just like one door you open, there's one toilet. Oh, in there. one toilet? Yeah. Because that's when we have at work. It's like a handicap, but there's nobody handicapped. So it's like the king's bathroom everyone goes to. I'm like, hey, you not, you know, all you do is lock the door. I've walked in on like two people. And I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to see this. They yeah. start yelling at me like I did something wrong. It's like all you have to do is push a little button on the handle. Uh, I'm so pretty-
0: either lock the door and poop in the dark. It's on them. I mean, they're gonna have to smell and see it. I'm always nervous
1: it. that the worst part is like right when I'm wiping.
0: <laughs> you're in the most awkward, vulnerable. Yeah, situation. no, no,
1: no. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be personal right now. I stand up when I wipe. Sometimes I it's easier. Sometimes we talk- I, dude, I swear you're gonna drag your knuckles across toilet bowl water by going mm-hmm. under. Like I'm not risking. That. I'm not risking like my hand being inches away from shit. No, that's dirty. And I lay toilet paper down on the... On I know every you seat. do. I know you Even do. when I'm at home, that's fucking gross, man. I'm not... I'm keep these cheeks fresh. You need to go
0: see a doctor about that. You need about to see somebody. About how fresh and clean I am? No. Yeah, yeah, that's just unreal to me that you put toilet paper down on your home bathroom. I, dude, I pee all over that thing. I'm disgusting. What are you, six? No, but you ever been taking a piss and you think you're done and your dick goes child please and and it's not and then you just keep drizzling everywhere yeah you just hold the bowl you just hold, hold it over the, the bowl hold it over the bowl
1: no dude if I'm like just woke up in the morning and I'm like that's another thing this is gross but you're like half hard or fully hard and you're having to like arch your back to make it yeah, into the bowl yeah I have to like
0: put my arm yeah, on the wall it's not easy like,
1: and then it's like alright let me done it, and you think you start shaking a little bit and nope here comes a whole nother stream that shit goes everywhere
0: but the lid should already be up
1: it is a but I you know, I'm like a helicopter,
0: apparently Jesus.
1: Just let me pee outside.
0: Claire's I peed outside today
1: because um, the guys were here, they're in the toilet, and I had to, I was like, I hope nobody's looking. I just stepped one out, stepped one foot outside, and I was just like solid stream immediately.
0: Uh, just so watching all my neighbors. I don't know how Claire feels about this, but that'll be the easiest way for you to teach Owen. That's how I taught Landry's outside. outside. Mm-hmm.
1: Why not? You know how many times yeah. I had
0: my dad taught me to pee outside? Oh, yeah. That's how I learned. I mean, crossing streams, oh, yeah. jousting, mm-hmm. everything. Oh, yeah. It's just growing up. Yeah. That's how I taught Landry. Mm-hmm. All right. Where are we going now? Um, want to go to Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Are you going to talk to Big Brother or just go straight into let's, it? Let's like do a catch-up. Let's, let's let Mount Rushmore lead into Big Brother talk. Okay. All right. There's, a, wanna, lot of, there's a lot of Big Brother this week. Yeah. I want to alternate. So, you go first. Okay. Um, so, we're doing... Let me. Let me... Set it up. Be a host real quick. So, this week's um, Mount Rushmore with Big Brother in full swing, we're ranking our season's best, favorite or best seasons of Big Brother. So, it could be the best, what you think is the best, or just one you really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Right. You said you're starting? I'll start. Okay. Uh, no particular order, and this is probably on yours, um, season 10. Yep. Um, that was Dan Giesling, the master... In my opinion, the best best player ever to play. He is. Um, uh, so, And it was a really good cast. There were people like... Um, remember Brian, the first dude evicted who got evicted that season. He, he was really like, thought he was going to be the
2: – He's the, like, I'm going to play everybody. I've got
0: every, and You know, that kind of set that trend of, like, anybody who talks like that usually is going home pretty early. And that um, changed
1: it for Dan because that was his guy. Yeah. That was going to be his ride or die, and mm-hmm. he had to pivot
0: immediately. Yeah.
1: Dan, Dan's probably the greatest. Yeah.
0: Um, but it was, like, it was just a great season. People like Keisha, Jesse, old man Jerry, Rennie. Um, Memphis was there. Memphis yeah. got second. Yep. Um, and if anybody remembers that, that season, that was like Keisha's birthday where they had like a cake amazing. and they were like fighting like an all out drag out fight. Jesse had started some shit with like Libra and and April was involved and they had the most pathetic, uh, awkward, happy, happy song. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then Libra goes, all right, anybody want some cake? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh,
0: okay. yep. So that was, that was one of my, that probably the best or one of my favorites.
1: I'll, I'll piggyback off of that because what I read about it, it said um, that this was called the back to the basic season. Because there was no game-changing twist or pre-existing relationships. Because they always try to throw something in there to mm-hmm. spice things up. And then on this one, it was just like straight, like we're just going to play Big Brother. So I like that. And, and uh, like you said, Dan's probably the greatest of all time. So I also had that on my list. Uh, so I'll go to my next one. I'll go to season 14, 2012. That oh, was the a good return one. of Dan. So that's where we had Dan's funeral, which is anyone who watches Big Brother knows that's probably the greatest moment in Big Brother history. Mm -hmm. He backed himself into such a corner. His game was over, Mm -hmm. and he had a punishment where he had to go self-isolate for, like, 24 hours. And instead of just using that time to, like, you know, sulk or whatever, just be like, well, I had a good run. Mm -hmm. You know, he came up with this brilliant idea to just declare his game dead, you know, to gain all this sympathy. And, I mean, people were, like, crying for this guy. Like, he he called a house meeting, set everybody down. You know, basically told him how much he loved everyone, how, you know, this is the end of the road for him, that he appreciates everything. I mean, people were crying, and that propelled him to final two where he lost to, uh, to Ian, and Ian was a great player. turns out he's, he came out on All-Stars like two years ago and said he was on the spectrum. Yep. So he was – and then turns out, you know, he was outlasted, one of the greatest – I put he outlasted the GOAT, Dan. So imagine being the only person to ever beat Dan. Well, and that season was cool because that was the coach – yeah, season. yeah. I put on there. Brittany and Janelle were back, and, uh, and Mike Boogie and Boogie was there, and like because Ian made the decision of cutting Boogie, <laughs> mm-hmm. that was his mentor or whatever his coach,
0: and he looked up to oh, him Mike. Yeah. You know, Ian was one of these guys who spent his whole life watching it. Yeah, you could tell and, Ian
1: was a student of the game.
0: Yeah, and he he made the decision to like that cut was his. His hero. Basically. That was a five
1: hundred thousand dollar decision. Was to yep. cut Boogie out, and then Boogie was like, "I'm so proud of him." Like that was the best Big Brother move he could have done by just because he's like, if he hadn't done that, like I would have beaten him. You know, I would have I would have yeah. thrown him under the bus, and I would have won. Yeah. So for Ian to make that decision, it was like that was the best decision he could have made. Yeah.
0: One of the better, uh, one of the better um, alliances to the Quack Pack. Quack Pack. yeah.
1: We should do we ones. should do a Mount Rushmore of alliance names, yeah. Because they always try to get creative, Some of them you know. Dumb as shit. This year we got the left. I, I like the name the leftovers, leftovers because they're they the ones who were literally left. Yeah, because so everyone kind
0: of picked a group and they yeah. were the ones left. All right. Um, I like fourteen as well. Fourteen was one of my favorites. Is it on your list? Uh, no. Okay, good. No, not on my list. Um, good. Ah, shit. I marked out the. No, that's good. You know, I'm gonna leave out one of the one <clears> of the more <clears> obvious ones. 16. Um, 16. Yeah. You know, that's just... Well, let's just let's just talk about it, because we were both... Do we both have it, or you left it out completely? I left it out, but... Okay, I'll n- talk about it next, then. I, I left it out knowing it would be on your list, yeah. probably, but... Yeah. Um, so we can talk about it here in a minute. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find my season that I want to talk about. It. It's ranked really low on this list, but... Um...
1: Yeah, some of them I saw were like, like, man, I love that season. It was ranked, like, 17th best out of 22, and I was like, yeah, that was one of my favorites. Um... I forgot to include that one, but why
0: don't why don't you go on sixteen until I'll find mine?
1: All right. So yeah, like I said, season sixteen, that was two thousand four. And that had a really good cast too. That had like a really great cast of characters. So it had Donnie, who was like this groundskeeper from North Carolina. So the most southern sweetheart. Well, so genuine It's like, genuine. Tom, it's like a Forrest Gump's cousin. <laughs> yeah. And everyone thought Donnie was like CIA, some kind of special ops. They're that like that was one of the dumber that was a widely considered conspiracy though in yeah. the house. Everyone thought Don, there's like, there's no fucking way this guy is this wholesome and there's no way he's a groundskeeper. They're like, no, Donnie's like a CIA mm-hmm. black dark agent, you know? And turns out he was he just looks like he's from Duck Dynasty, he had a big beard, and he wore camel all the time, and he's literally a groundskeeper. Yep. It had Zach, who does the uh, the Honda Gang thing we make up now. Yeah, Who ended up fucking Frankie Grande, Grande. who was Ariana Grande's brother. Like he made that big admission and no one knew who the fuck
0: he was talking about. That one was we'll talk about it. It was like crickets. They did the cricket sound when he said
2: that. That one was
0: about as like jaw dropping as like when um Oh shit. She just got eliminated a couple weeks ago. Amira? No. The cop Nicole Nicole. When Nicole's like, uh, I'm a cop. Everyone goes, Oh,
1: Okay. Cool. <laughs> like, you thought like our heads were going to
0: explode. Cool. If uh, you weren't a target already, you are now. You yep. Idiot. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: And I also had a uh, Cody Califuri who got second place that year to the man who's on our, my art. Our, at least mine. I think our Mount Rushmore. Derek mm-hmm. Lavasser. He's the one who won. And guy wasn't nominated once. They had like they did something where didn't they nominate three people or they had like. Or he, was it three or four? I think it was just three. Mm-hmm. Like three nominees each week. Guy never saw the block. I mean, he literally run. That's, it was considered like a low-ranking the list I read because it was the Bomb Squad. That was the name of the big yep. alliance that mm-hmm. year. The Bomb Squad just ran the house. And usually when how, when alliances come together and just run the house, it's considered a boring season unless you love the people who were in it. And that season also had the Amer- Team America twist, where yep. I think it was Donnie, Derek, and Frankie. Were mm-hmm. the members of Team America, and they would get, like, what, challenges. It would be, like, hug Matt for, for one minute yeah. straight. And if you could do that, you'd get, like, $10,000. They America would vote on things for you to do, like, this weird stuff. And if you could pull mm-hmm. it off, you'd get money. But if you got caught, you know, you, you'd kind of be fucked, and you'd probably get voted out. So it just made it interesting.
0: And one, And it spawned a phrase that is said in my house. Today, and that's when Zach calls Fruit Nicole loop. a Fruit Loop Dingus. <laughs> I still love that. Landry will call you a Fruit Loop Dingus <laughs> <laughs> when you come over. I love it. Or I'll shorten it to Dingus. I'm
1: like, what are you doing, you fucking Dingus? Yeah, I remember when he said that to Nicole, and she just kind of looked so confused and perplexed, and then she just started laughing, and, and Zach goes, okay, I guess no hard feelings then. <laughs> like, he thought that was like yeah. cutting through her like hot knife to butter, and she just looked at him and
0: started cracking up. um Let's see. You still ain't found it yet. Yeah, I'm gonna settle on one. It's it's unpopular, but I just like the winner because I didn't have him pegged. And that season 15, when Andy won, Andy was very unlikely. Andy was Andy a, even Ian
1: and Steven from like 17 were very unlikely just because they look. I don't know. I hate to sound mean, but they're like nerdy
2: guys with glasses. <laughs> yeah,
0: you just don't coming don't from don't two guys that. with glasses. Coming from two nerds with glasses. Yeah, I would never win at Big Brother. But yeah, there was a couple good. Like I know Andy had a. He blindside he had a good blindside that season.
1: Everyone thought Andy was so nice and then when when shit hit the fan he would he was cutthroat. That's dude. what you got to do. You got to be nice he until you have to be mean.
0: Otherwise it was a pretty um it was a pretty unremarkable Does it show who got
1: like runner? I got to remember who's all in that cast. Uh, like who did he beat?
0: I'm not sure, but that was the one where it had that dude, McRae, and he was... McRanda and Amanda. McCra- and Amanda, yeah, that was kind <laughs> that of... That was like f-
1: an Amazon woman, like, just throwing him on her shoulder.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know who he... who. Uh, See if I can look it up, but yeah, I just like that one because it was an un it was an unlikely. Winner. Oh yeah, if there was a betting to start, he would
1: have been like five hundred to one. Oh yeah, you know somebody yeah. somebody won big in Vegas on that one.
0: Yeah, Um.
1: so does that mean you like the season where Josh won over no, Paul? No, because that was the worst victory. Paul got <laughs> jobbed twice. He lost to fucking Josh and Nicole. Like Nicole's actually a good player, so that wasn't a big yeah. surprise. But Josh. You lost to the guy whose biggest claim to fame was to smacking pots and yeah. getting on everyone's nerves. See, I
0: didn't like that season because I didn't like Cody. Oh, Cody's season. the man. Um, I didn't like him. I thought he was a, Cody uh, is
1: so likable. Right?
0: Was, I thought he was a fucking psychopath. He probably
1: is. He's got bodies in the walls, um, but he's also got a beautiful wife. Yeah. She's so
0: uh, it was that was and see that was a shitty season because it was Andy and Gina Marie. It was the final two. I don't know if you remember Gina Marie, but I'm thinking she was Vanessa. blonde headed and she was like from New Jersey. Oh,
1: they were fucking floaters. Yeah. She's like the Veronica mm-hmm. of season fucking yeah. want I say sixteen. Sixteen that got married that got taken to the final three. Yeah, she was a floater.
0: Yep. So uh you got your third one?
1: <clears throat> yeah. Mine's season seven from two thousand six. It was Big Brothers uh, All Star. So I said it was their first and their only good season of All Stars. Mm-hmm. It had Dr. Will, Mike Boogie, Janelle, and Danielle Reyes were some of the most notable people to come back. And Mike Boogie won that season, and now he's crazy and has a restraining order against him from Dr. Will. He really does. So he peaked in 2006. Yeah, But that was one of the first seasons that, like, i know i watched a few seasons before but it was like i didn't watch every episode Mm -hmm. that 2006 probably because that was the year i graduated and i was like out of school that was like the summer i graduated so i graduated like june of 2006 Mm -hmm. so i like didn't you know i just remember like watching that whole season with my parents and that was the first season that i was really really into
0: man that's kind of cool you watched that with your parents I, we talked about that the whole time
1: we were at Chick-fil-A with my mom. But like For the last five minutes we were there, I was like, all I, all I have to say is, so what do you think about Big Brother? And my mom goes, oh, my God. Like, she'll just go into it, and she'll be like, let's call your dad. What does he think? Let's call me. your dad. Like I just text my parents and be like, look at this fucking idiot on Big Brother. Like, Yeah, my mother, like, yeah, I hate that guy so much.
0: So, yeah, to kind of divulge a little bit, I have Lauren totally hooked. Excellent. Like, I can't. I
1: feel like I'm like Jesus converting everyone like, to Big
0: Brother. <laughs> I'm afraid that she's watching it right now without me.
1: Yeah, that's what I told Claire. I was like, okay, we're going to record this. I was like, do you want to watch it without me, and I'll watch it afterwards, or do you want to wait? And she's like, I'll be strong, and I'll wait for you tomorrow. I was like, okay, don't." because if you watch it, tell me so I can watch it. Yeah,
0: she's like, or can I just watch it, and uh, I just re-watch it. I'm like, no. Because you'll know it's coming. This is my show. I got you into it. Remember that. (laughs) But she's even like talking on Facebook about it, like commenting oh, no. like making comments. You've a monster. Yeah, so um I'll probably get to rewatch, you know, some old Big Brother in the off season. Which is cool cuz like um oh, it left me. Uh I like how Canada BB Canada is set up cuz BB Canada runs I think like February to like April. Mm-hmm. So you get that little you know, it's kind of split in half. You get this in the summer.
1: It's like the NFL and the USFL. Basically. Except, yeah. except yep. BB Canada doesn't is better.
0: Yep. Um from what I've heard. So my third one, or fourth one, I can't remember. May fourth one. Uh season twenty. Um that's the one with Tyler. Tyler got jobbed. Um, Tyler should have won. Casey won that one. Bullshit. Um Tyler made it
1: final two, didn't he? I need to see I thought he managed the jury so well. Everyone loved Tyler. I have to watch, like, the last two episodes to know, like, what happened.
0: Yeah. Um, Tyler
1: was so likable. Because he won Amer. Didn't he win America's Favorite house guest that year? I think he did.
0: Uh, let me see. That, he yeah, got a that. girl. He got a hot chick. Oh, yeah. He, uh, she's he, very few. She, they're she they're married. That's good. They're married now. They're um, going to have some
1: very adorable babies.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Tyler and Casey. I didn't like the winner at all. Um, nope. I didn't think Casey. I remember.
1: You know what? I think Casey, if I remember correctly, she went on a great run near the end. I think she started winning yeah, a lot of did. comps near the end, and that was her resume. Whereas Tyler played great all. And to me, it's it's not all about comps; it's how you are with people. And he had one of the best social games of all time. He did. He and did. That's why I was like, when the votes started coming in, I was like, is Tyler not going to win?
0: Like, what the fuck? Well, it was five four. It was a really close, he, dude, really close vote. It should have been. It shouldn't even been close. He was America's uh, favorite house. That just shows see. you how everyone liked him. I mean, he. Every, and and he really, just, what screwed him up is Casey won that final Hoh. And I if bet
1: you, if, if we could tell who the final three is, I bet Tyler was like, I'm gonna I gotta cut Casey. And I bet they took they were thinking about taking a floater.
0: I wanna say it was t- 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 Brett. No, Brett was out. I love Maybe Brett. it was
1: Angela. Maybe it was his chick. Oh, well then that was the plan was to take Angela. I'm surprised Casey chick. didn't take Angela. You know what and I had that season on there because oh actually I did somewhere. It's on my honorable mention, so let me just piggyback. That was um yeah, I put Casey Oh no, no, no. It was J.C., Oh, J.C.'s a creep. Do you know what he did to Tyler? Uh-uh. You didn't hear about that? J.C. should have been kicked out. They had him on video. Tyler would go to sleep, and J.C. would fucking play with his dick. Oh, he would I play with that. Tyler's dick.
0: I heard about that.
1: Yeah, and they're like, why the fuck is this guy still here? He yeah. sexually assaulted that guy. Yeah. He would pull that guy's dick out and balls and fucking play with him. How creepy is that? I wouldn't want to be in that house if I know some guy was playing with my dick when I'm
0: asleep. Hold on.
1: And J.C., for people who don't know, was like, what do you call him, a short person? No, he's little, a little person. He's a little person that was like highly, enter- I mean, he was like an entertainer. So he's all energetic and all over the place and just like really sassy.
0: And he's playing with the guys dicks and they let him get to the final three. So let me, so JC, I won't, I can't pronounce his last name, received criticism after he was shown using an ice cream scoop on the genitals of his other house guests. Okay. So he's playing he with later the balls. later told fellow house guest Casey Clark to open up her vagina saying that it feels good. Dude, that's so fucking wrong.
1: No, how the fuck did CBS let that guy stay? Well, look who runs CBS. Les Moonves, shout out. (laughs) Shout out, sexual predator, Les Moonves. Um, Speaking of which, you know, after all that happened, that's when Julie Chen changed her name mm -hmm. to Stand By Her Man. mm -hmm. And then when she was a host on the, uh, The View... And when all that shit hit the fan, the other people on the view were going to call her out. She fucking resigned from that job so she wouldn't have to answer for all those shitty things he did. I fucking can't stand Julie Chin. Everyone goes, Julie Chin, you look so beautiful. And I was like, Oh, hey, you look like a fucking cunt who stands by her sexual predator of her husband. And then at the end of every episode, she'll go, be kind to each other. God bless you. I was just like, yeah, like your husband. Just like your husband like sexually assaulted those women. Yeah, I'll be kind like that. And so- then he got like a $200 million severance package. Mm-hmm. It's fucking bullshit.
0: So JC was once again involved in two separate sexual misconduct incidents when he, in which he was accused of sexual harassment and sexual assault. While sleeping in the same bed, uh, Mondu, I guess that's his last name, was seen caressing Tyler Crispin's arm face and chest as well as kissing his armpit while Crispin was Ew, sleeping. the armpit. The following morning, Crispin stated to Casey Clark, I'm sleeping alone tonight. JC is not sleeping with me. He explained his version by stating that he was comforting Crispin, who was having nightmares. Later, he opened the toilet door while house guest Haley Ooh, brochure, was, was using it. Brochure uh, repeatedly asked uh, him to close the door, who refused and tied the door open. Brochure then yelled for assistance from production and later filed a complaint with executive producer Allison Gro- uh, Grodner. The producers later released a statement saying <laughs> neither Crispin nor Brochure Ro- filed official complaints and that the two had expressed to them that they, they did not feel threatened by his actions.
1: So he did it to, what, what was that white girl's name again? From, I remember she was from AM. Haley? Haley. Haley, Tyler, and did you say Casey? No, she, he. I thought he said something about her vagina.
0: Oh, yeah, he did, yeah.
1: So we're talking at least three people. He was being seriously creepy and, like, touching and inappropriately behavior. And they fucking kept him. Hey, he's probably an executive at CBS now. What are we
0: talking about? He probably got the less moonbez, like, treatment. So the last little bit on this one. During a live speech, a ev- uh, live eviction speech, houseguest Scotty Salton made sexual and vulgar comments toward house guest Scott T- of G. Tyler Crispin and Angela R- Rummins. He hinted that Crispin received oral sex from Rummins, which got censored out by CBS. Wait, who got hit from Ty- from Tyler? got, Tyler got hit from, from J.C. No, from Angela. Oh, okay. Which, okay. I was
1: gonna say what plot twist? I'm like, I'm like yeah, you're jealous, okay? Yeah, so what? great for Tyler, and now they're married, so it's obviously consensual, which is fine. It's when you do that shit when they're asleep that it's creepy. No, he just got a blowjob from his future wife. Okay.
0: Yeah, all this shit that you just talked about right here in the in in this. Yeah, I didn't make that shit up, dude. No, no I knew you didn't, but so I didn't know creepy. that the, that was the her. timeline. Okay, like saw- that was the timeline of that of that. Uh, of that, uh, all
1: right. Well, I'm yeah, gonna go right. straight into honorable mention because I'm gonna piggyback off of years. That was season 20. Uh, I put Casey over Tyler's dumb. uh, RIP Steve because our guy went out week one. Again, yeah. they didn't give the older guy a chance. Steve was about to just run this house. I love that guy. Um, I just put how they had a good cast of characters like Rockstar and Swaggy C, who are douchebags, but they are good for TV. And yeah. Brett, Brett was such a good villain that mm-hmm. year. He got he, he knew how to press everyone's buttons, and he was like a good looking, physically strong guy. So he was like really he was like that Chad, um, like that typical Chad frat mm-hmm. guy. You know, it's yep. like yeah, he looks good. He's probably come from money. He's probably graduated from college. But it's like man, fuck that guy. Though. I, there's just you don't like him, but he knows you don't like him, and he's just gonna like irritate you. I don't know. He just got it under everyone's skin. But that's how you play. He that's the
0: game he chose to he chose to play. So I just put it. It was a very entertaining season because of the cast. Uh, another one I'll bring up. Uh, season twelve was really good. The cast was really good. There was a Lane, the gay cowboy. Brittany was on there. Hey, wait, Lane was gay. Pretty sure he was the the gay. one who made it to the final three with
1: the with the the
0: brigade. Lane's gay. Maybe I'm thinking of another one.
1: Lane was like a beefcake. I mean, I can see Maybe in it. season
0: 10, there was a gay cowboy. I know there's a gay cowboy on one. There's been several cowboys, but yeah. There was Beast Mode Cowboy. Yeah, not... That was season
1: 16. 16. I can picture another guy, but I can't think of Yeah, was that May. was like
0: Enzo's season. Yeah, that was
1: Brigade. That the was brigade, Lane. And there was
0: that dude named Matt, and he was the one that was like lying about his wife having cancer and shit to fucking oh, gain what a sympathy. Oh, shit. I don't... And, I can't believe I don't remember that. Yeah, and then he got to jury... They called him out. Like he had to. Like he wanted to confess. not that the game was over, and like they like shut Bro, him out of the jury house. I was gonna say,
1: big. There's technically no rules about that, but you don't lie about like dying family members to get sympathy. That's why I'd be like, if you lied about not having a wife or having a wife, that's one thing. But I don't know. That's that's fucked up, man. Like again, I don't think he broke a rule because there's no rules about what you can say and do in the Big Brother house.
0: And that season had uh, Pandora's box.
1: Yeah, I remember.
0: Was it a. I mean, it was a literal box when mm-hmm. they opened
1: it. It like. Because you had an option to open it or not open yeah. it.
0: Of course, you're going to open it. And it was just like Jesse came out of the box with Oh, like, God and damn it. Sprinkles. Like they're like confetti. F- like Oh, I fucking. He got trapped stand in a room. He got trapped in a room with Jesse for like. His, Who was it? Who got trapped? The tra- Matt mat dude. Is there a picture? I got to see a
1: picture when we're done. I got to see who this guy is. Yeah. So there was no, like, added benefit other than Jesse sprinkling, like, glitter on you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) And you know they played it
1: up all year, like, okay, here comes Pandora's box, and Mr. Pectacular with glitter. Yeah. Mr.
0: Pectacular.
1: Ah, that guy sucks. Nobody loves Jesse like Jesse loves Jesse.
0: No, my bad. Uh, I think that was Brittany. I think Pandora's box got opened up a couple times. Mm Mm-hmm. And Brittany, because Matt got the diamond power veto that okay, year. Okay, now that sounds
1: something legit. Yeah, um, that sounds like something can... that could be useful. But
2: well, why are you looking Go for, for that, this guy? I'll
1: give you my last one. Remember that guy? Oh, he yeah, already... because he was like, I remember all the tattoos. I remember he kind of looked like a buddy of mine. Yeah, and he kind of wow, like, he lied about his wife having cancer. Sure. Yeah, that's fucked, pretty dude. Sure. That's not as fucked as what Tyler did because Tyler was literally sexual assault. But that's got to be like a Mount Rushmore of shitty things done in the Big Brother house.
0: Yeah, uh, go on with yours and then. I'll- All right, this is the
1: last one. Um, oh shit! <laughs> My <laughs> arm hit the board. <laughs> My head. Okay, uh, last one. And this is a really old one. And I just saw because um, I think this one just did so much to help progress the show of Big Brother. So this was season three from 2002. This was when they added the uh, power veto competition to where before, you know, you just kind of got nominated and you just had to wait it out all week and then see who (laughs) went home. This at least gave you a fighting chance and it opened up possibilities like a backdoor to where now you can like kind of, you know, backdoor someone by um, putting up a a pawn. Um, And it had Danielle Reyes. That was her first season Mm -hmm. and she's got to be the Mount Rushmore. I think we've done a Mount Rushmore before and if she didn't make it, that was my bad. Um, She was so good that, they had to change the game because she made it to final two. And then she played such a good game that everyone was in a house. Like everyone was just got to go home and watch the season and got to see all the lies she told, which is playing big brother. And then they got to come back and vote. And that's when no one like she lost because everyone got to see how good of a player she was and how she lied. Mm-hmm. So now they sequester him. So they don't get to see how it was going on. They get to see a clip, but they don't get to see everything we see. Because it would influence their vote, so now they do that. Because she was such a good player, they had to change the game. Because now they're like, yeah, you can't see how someone plays their game until the end. Yep. Then you can go home and you can watch it. But it was because of Danielle that we have, cast being sequestered in jury house, and we also have the um, the veto comps. So it's just like a, to me, it's like a landmark season. So it just had to be. I clearly. mean, shit. Yeah, if
0: you change the game, like, uh-huh. you should yep. have been. And it makes
1: sense because like, people people went home and were like watching everything, and they're like that bitch. Like she lied to me about this. She was lying about that. So they got upset. Oh,
0: okay, that was a good Mount Rushmore. Um,
1: yeah, if you like Big
0: Brother, yeah, if, if like you Big didn't. Brother, which I do, so. It's if our if podcast, If you guys. don't start a podcast, yeah. I'm to have to tell you. Actually uh,
1: don't, because it's like a saturated market, and no one listens anyways. Yeah.
0: Um. So, with that being said, let's talk more Big Brother. So, what's been going on in three weeks So, Big Brother? I got, I, think, I got two pages of notes here. I think, and we'll, you know, obviously we'll try to.
1: Where, where shorter, are we at right now?
0: Uh, we're at like an hour fifteen. Oh, we got like we got two hours. <laughs> we got um, time. Actually, this might be a shorter one. Um, so uh, fuck it, Okay, keep going. Uh, you know yeah. where I was gonna go. You and that? And board. I hit the loudest button possible. You on that board? It's these
1: two that I need to use. Those are the only two. I need to like rub them gently.
0: Oh, that's what she said.
1: It is what she said. Nice.
0: <laughs> um, so speaking of uh being a comp beast and Mount Rushmore's and changing the game, I think Michael is slowly treading on that because this dude has played on four vetoes and yeah. won all four. If there's,
1: like, a legacy board, he's already skipped ahead, like, guys that played a whole season. Yeah, like, like he he needs- he's To me, he's over already guys like Josh, who won. Josh is, is a shitty player. Michael's already a better player than Josh ever was, even though Josh won.
0: Like, he needs to chill, like, on some comp wins. Yeah, like- and he
1: even brought that up on this last episode, but he's like, but if I win, I control my destiny. So... Mm-hmm. You, yeah. So it's like he knows. He's like, I could win this, but maybe I shouldn't. But he goes, you know what? I'm just going to win it. it's mean, what he yeah. did last night for Otev. He was HOH, and he won, and he won the veto, mm-hmm. which gives you complete control. Yep. You run the entire yep. house. There's yep. nothing no one can do.
0: Yep. And I think last night, you know, I think he was in an interesting spot, and I think the edits were a bit deceiving because on Reddit they were saying how um, you know, there was that talk of of keeping the nom same and getting Monty out. Mm-hmm. That was mentioned like just briefly um, by Michael, but the edit made it seem like that was a serious like, consideration. Like he was thinking about it all, week. but it really wasn't because he was like, "Yeah, you know, that would be a great move, but I don't want to show my hands, my hand, and I still need my alliance." Yeah. to for a little bit longer.
1: So, for those who don't know, they're in an alliance together of seven. And called the leftovers, the leftovers, and you can only take the alliance so far. If you want to take it to final seven and then you just cannibalize each other, that's one thing. What I would do is if I'm in power and we're already getting close to jury, I'll take that big shot. You know, I think if it was a week or two from now. They're going to take that shot. Someone's going to. Someone's either going to go after Michael in the alliance or Michael's mm-hmm. going to go after somebody.
0: And I think, obviously, you want to be the first one to take that yeah, shot. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You have to be. If you're going to do it, you have to do it first. And you have to get all your ducks in a row, and you have to get your soldiers... Because once that fracture happens, you got to know. Oh, yeah, it splinters the whole house. You've got to know that you've got your people.
1: Like, you have to go outside of your alliance to, like, who would it be? Like, Alyssa, Indy, Jasmine. I would
0: pull Kyle because Kyle already has a number attached to him.
1: Smart. There you go. I
0: would pull Kyle because he's going to pull Alyssa. And
1: you won't tell Joseph because Mm -hmm. he's really tight with Monty. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you just have to know who to talk to. And you go, hey, this is what I'm thinking this week. We're going to take that shot. I need your vote. That's what I love about Big Brother. It's all strategy. And you have to think so far ahead. Like, you can't just go with the flow. And just like whatever happens, happens. No, you need to be every day. You got to be thinking what's best for my game two weeks from now, three weeks from now, not just tomorrow and Friday, but like what's long term, short term, and end game. What's my best? Uh, what's so our options.
0: We kind of just jumped right in the middle there, and that was my fault. But do you ha- do you have like a recap or? Yeah, how I can do. do, it you wanna do this it? is
1: like from two weeks ago. I just put how Pooch nominated himself as a pawn. That was dumb. What you never do. He was it was Pooch and Taylor, and he thought both of them were thinking they're safe. He thought because rightfully so, everyone's been after Taylor. For some reason, I think the girls are just jealous and mm-hmm. they just think she's catty or self-absorbed or whatever, narcissistic.
0: Couldn't be, couldn't be farther from the Yeah, truth.
1: she's actually a really sweet person, but he thought, okay, I'll go up against T- Taylor because everyone wants him out. Nominates himself. Everyone knows you don't nominate yourself because pawns mm-hmm. go home. Uh, put on here that Joseph and Pooch, if you remember, they had that bromance that they focused on for like one mm-hmm. episode. They were getting kind of like, like... Really, kinda, really, kinda. really uh, Brokeback Mountain style, like hanging on each other and biting earlobes and shit it's like hey i I love matt but i'm not nibbling his earlobes
0: they're training into zach and frankie territory
1: who actually fucked each other yep um i put that jasmine 100 percent puts on that thick dumb southern
0: twang accent for the camera and i hate that because we turn on live feed every now and again just to have something on and it's not there like I, think, I know because she does it for the cameras. But like for
1: the one on one camera. For the, the DR stuff. Yeah, the,
0: the diary rooms. Because I, the producers tell her to ham it up. I, bro, and if dude, I, I told them I was sucks. from Texas and they told me to put on this cowboy hat, I'd say, I'm not fucking putting on a cowboy hat. It's like, that's
1: a stereotype. I'm not going to stereotype myself.
0: It just sucks because when you watch her on live feeds, like, you know, obviously not, you know, when nope. they're filming or live, it's not there.
1: Her. She's fucking annoying as hell. She She's is the annoying. Most I'm annoying just saying,
0: I'm, I'm not going to let something that's just not true be out there i don't think she really talks like that i think production so she's a, her.
1: she has a fake personality <laughs> she's got a fake she's accent. doing this she's doing all this for attention then I think for the, camera time i think the producers tell her i think she has a choice to say no it's not like they put a gun to her head and told her to do no. this dumb accent. Then she's doing it by choice. Then they all they, do... They, they nudge you a little bit, but then she's the one that does they it. They all do DRs by choice because the DRs are so yeah, cringy now. They are. They are. They're that's forced. The, that's the one thing where you're like, yeah, that's fucking fake And these hell. stupid one-liners that they have them put on. Like, they, they really started that like in the last... Five to seven years. I hate it. Before it would be like. Deals were
0: so good back in the day. Yeah,
1: before you could tell, like they really had to edit it because they're like, all right, this guy went on for thirty minutes, and let's cut it down to two minutes. So let's just chop it up. And now it's like it's like they're reading a fucking script,
0: provided by them. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: anyways, I hate her. And she always used those like, "You look as good as a chicken wing in an air fryer," yeah, or "You look as spicy as a hot wing on a summer day." See, it's I, like no one fucking talks like that. Just see, shut I, the fuck I, th- up. I think that's
0: provided by, by production. It too. is,
1: but she she goes into it. She goes, "Oh, well, people are gonna like me," or she does it because she gets camera time. No, Probably there's no defending her. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know about that. Um, let's see. Michael won the veto.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I put on the oh and I put that he's my new pick to win. So I said that like three weeks ago. I think Michael, like we said, he's got the best chance, but he's also putting a big target on his back because who did we pick? I picked Monty and you picked Nicole. Mm-hmm. So she's already out. My guy's still in, but I think he's got a target. So if we had we can do later, like I wanted to revisit our fuck Mary Kill and revisit our pick to win. I would say <clears throat> I would say Michael, but he's almost too good.
0: I would say Michael, but I also think Joseph is playing a really good game. Yeah, I think he's, he's playing, really likable. I think and I think he's cool. Yeah, I think he's playing a really good game. I don't really see. I think Turner has an outside shot if he can keep his head and just he's, he's keep. redeemed himself a little bit. Yeah, I need to look into those SA allegations that his sister put out sexual assault. Oh yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or maybe yeah. it was domestic. Maybe I think it was DV.
1: I think it was domestic violence yeah. or something um, like that. Because I saw. I like I'm watching this last week, and you know when you make up your mind about somebody, like, oh, I can't stand that guy, but then you're like. Well at least maybe he's not that bad. Yeah. Like maybe maybe I'll come around on him. Yeah. Because the stuff he was doing with like Jasmine Muffin. That's that shit was fun. Yeah, I like that. Um So Pooch went home, of course, because he nominated himself. That was how that week ended. So now this new term about pooching yourself. You know, yeah, you- there's
0: and we gotta give him credit. If he kind of inspires something that carries on in the game, then Oh, that's his legacy. That's his
1: legacy for sure.
0: And then that—that was we what we thought was going to be the dumb move of the season until it was followed up the next. Oh, we got that coming
1: up. So this is last week. This is when the leftover alliance was formed. It's Monty, Joseph, Turner, Kyle, Michael, Taylor, and Brittany, which is a solid fucking alliance. You got a little bit of everything. Um, I put Nicole as a cunt and mistreats or misinterpret what Taylor said, and Mm -hmm. then Nicole tells Daniel and the two gang up on Tyler. Taylor. And that's where like I think America fell in love with Taylor because she's she really did like Nicole was crying about something and Taylor tried to console her. She thought she was crying about her mother. So she said, you know, if you have to go home, I'll understand. Like don't feel bad and she Mm -hmm. goes that's what she's like got all and then she made it seem like how Taylor like ganged up on her and Told her like she's like, I don't quit. I don't I don't know what the meaning of quitting is, which I told Claire's like, Well, she quit being a fucking cop, didn't she? (laughs) She was a cop for ten years and she's not anymore, so she quit doing that. And then she just spreads all these lies about Taylor, and then Daniel gangs up on her and just breaks her down, dude.
0: Daniel he dressed her down in front of everybody and told her to fuck off. He was like, America's watching you, they know all
1: about you. She's like, he's like, Don't don't do it anymore. Like, just just don't even dude
0: America's watching you make a fucking fool of yourself.
1: And that that really wasn't it was heartbreaking because she's like, I just try to be nice to people, and every
0: time it blows up my, and I think everyone at that point was like, this felt for her. It was and really I, Turner in that speech that week. Yeah, he's he like, stood up for her. He's like, that was a G it, move. It's enough. And I was listening to the Winter circle with Derek and Cody, and they were mm. like, I think if it was another point in the game and definitely outside of the house, Joseph would have stepped right in. And Well, they said Joseph,
1: Joseph's the one that kind of started it. He's like, why Why are we doing this to her? Like, Why, why can't nobody talk to her? Why do y'all treat her like this? And he... Kind of started the, the whole movement of like mm-hmm. let's just stick up for her and that's how it formed. That's how the alliance formed. They were like, you know, you get treated like shit. No one talks to us. Let's form a group together because there were other alliances in the house, mm-hmm. but they pulled each other together. And that's what oh, I like about back. this. Yeah, and the girls, girls, uh, we get the festy besty twist, which makes you pair up with a partner. And if you get nominated, you go up together.
0: Yeah, I think just a little sidebar. I think that's running its course. I'm ready. For, they said it I, ends I hope next tomorrow. Week. Yeah, but I hope, yeah, or, or tonight. Tonight. Yeah, because they said it it it's gonna
1: end. But uh, so Turner won that HOH. Any backdoors? Amira, who was extremely cocky, talking about how easy this game is. Yeah, how she's just she's just coasting along. But and she will, gets blindsided.
0: I will say she was starting to connect some dots, and like she was, yeah, it was a little too late though. A little late, but wasn't
1: it? Her and Terrence were up, and it's like or it was her and was it Terrence? Yeah, because Terrence picked his new team, and I'm like, bro, if you go on the block with Terrence, you know you're going home. Ain't nobody voting out Terrence. Yeah, why would you vote him out? He's not going to win anything. You know, and that's another thing I'll bring up real quick. Jasmine, with her injury, that's bullshit. That leg should be already healed, and if you think about it, that's her crutch. Because if you're hurt and you can't compete, why am I going to vote you out? You're not a threat to me. I'm going to take out everybody else, and I'm going to leave your dumbass there because you can't even compete. She's going to float along because of this injury. She's going to milk it. That's what everyone's saying.
0: It's been weeks now. All I'm saying is Christmas won a competition on a broken foot. And Christmas actually broke a foot. Yeah, this looked like it just kind of you know everyone kind of. It was a pretty bad spring. I've done
1: that. It was a but it was bad. It was it was pretty bad. It but, was a, it was as bad as a barnyard. I don't even. I can't. Ball think of
0: butter rain. Yeah, <laughs> fucking stupid. But, but
1: I was like, but that's her crutch. She's yeah. why? Why would you vote her out knowing she can't compete? Knowing she can't win?
0: They're just gonna let her float. People on Reddit were saying, yeah, like and she's doing herself a disservice because she stayed on that cart too long. Now she's on the cane too long. Like. They gave you a boot, like you need to start putting big weight.
1: Boot. She's got a big boot on that, but it's like I, I, know you're
2: okay.
0: Like you need to start putting weight on it. Like and even some like physical therapist was like, yeah, you know, it's time for her to like start putting some weight on it, or it's gonna get much worse.
2: Yep.
1: All right. So that was Amir getting blindsided. That was amazing. Uh, next week, Monte wins HOH and he nominates Indian Alyssa. Daniel wins the veto. And he uses it because he, he thinks he was playing, like, so many moves ahead. And they were like, you know what? I'm just going to keep the noms the same. I don't want to do it. And he's like, nah, fuck that. He's like, I know what they're thinking. Yeah. They, they don't want me to use this. He thought he was outsmarting. He goes, you know what? I'm going to use it, which is what they wanted all along. So he fell right to his trap. So he – so what did I say? <laughs> Where was I? Uh, he uses it. So Monty uses the nomination now to, uh, to backdoor Taylor and Nicole uh thinking and they were thinking Taylor was going to be the target all along mm-hmm. and Nicole gets voted out 9 to 1 so basically Daniel unknowingly backdoored his best friend yep. and now he's completely alone in the yep. house and then I have Big Brother now I put uh, first word Daniel's a dumbass and he backdoored Nicole and is alone in the game which becomes his strategy because he's a free agent so that's the only thing he can use it now is like, like look I, I got nobody if you if you help me out, I'll be your vote. I'll be your shield. That's really when you got nothing left in the game. You're just throwing yourself at the mercy of the house. You're like, let me be your shield. Let me be your spear. Let me be the one to take these big moves for you or take these big shots for you. And then
0: anytime you like, the moment that Terrence came up to you, was like, I have a plan. You should have known you're fucked. Yeah, Terrence because ain't Terrence, a mastermind. He's I love God him. God bless he's, him. He's old. He's an old dude in the house. I I like those guys, but Terrence, last night he made him. Stuff. When they were in the room, like talking to the camera, oh, they thought was, like, they just were Daniel won. Stan. Daniel Stan,
1: yeah, that was cringy. Yeah, I was gonna say Terrence, Jasmine, and Indy floaters. Uh huh. So, um, Michael continues to kill it by winning the HOH. He nominates Monty, Joseph, and Terrence because they're the bestie besties uh-huh. together. He does that to hide their alliance at the leftovers, which is smart. Uh, it's OTEV. So, anyone who knows that, I'm not gonna explain it, but it's the OTEV competition. Michael Classic. wins veto, and he thought about using it at least for a second. But then everyone else in the house that wasn't in their group thought it would be smart to go up and try to persuade him. Was, and Michael's a very smart guy. He's a fucking lawyer. He's smarter he, than all of he's us. He's a member of Mensa. He's a member of <laughs> Mensa, bro. Like you're not. And everyone's like, I bet if we all told him how big of a mood this is, we'll convince him. And Michael goes, Isn't that kind of weird how everyone came up and had the same thing to tell me? Was Almost like five they're min- working together. <laughs> in yeah, five minutes one of each after other. another. He's like, so I'm not going to use this. I'm not going to give them what they want. Or no, what did he say? I am going to use this. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I am going to use this so I can nominate someone else because I'm not going to get Monty out. He might have entertained it for a minute, like he said, but he's the edit made it. Seem he's that smarter way. than all of us, dude. He knows what he's doing, so he uses it. And then he uses that, he uses Daniel's own words against him. Oh, which was which, great. What he said to uh, Taylor, Taylor about, you know, you've hurt some really people in this house, and you should take this time to dude, reflect on okay, your words apologize. and your actions and apologize. And it was like, dude, this is a good season. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys have grown such big fucking balls, and they are swinging them all every episode. And uh, so, yeah, so he nominated... Um, Daniel and, and Kyle because they're a pair and we'll see who goes home tonight. It's gonna be Daniel because Kyle's in the leftovers, and then um it's gonna be an endurance comp. So we it's won't be a know, wall comp, which is um, awesome. Which is yeah, big endurance comp. It's like a, another like very famous legendary, legendary uh, Big Brother comp. It's gonna go all night. That's what she said. <laughs> and then we won't find out unless you're on Big Brother. I'm on, on on Reddit. You won't find out who wins until Sunday yeah, unless,
0: unless you're watching the live feeds because it, it will I be on the live feeds.
1: Wait. I. Everyone, the, I even get the spoiler tag on reddit And I'll still click it But I'm not going to do it this time No I don't, I don't click it Oh but my updated fuck Mary kill I'm fucking Alyssa How did nobody choose her She is She's so hot show. She's by far the hardest person in that house And smoke she proves show. it every day I'm still going to marry Joseph Because he's a stud muffin And he's a fucking lawyer And he's caring He's really he's sweet He's so fucking sweet and funny And sweet. charming and handsome and strong How am I not going to marry that guy and I'm killing Jasmine. Fuck that girl. I can't stand Jasmine, <laughs> dude. I can't stand that fake ass twang. And she's been milking that leg injury for so long. The whole muffin thing with with um muffin gate, muffin gate with with Turner. I was like, she's when she started crawling the ground. I was like, that's just for camera. She just wants to be on camera. The whole thing. She was like, she had
0: one joke that should have lasted for
1: three minutes, and she spread it
0: out for seven fucking days. And she could have endeared herself to the other housemates and just been a good sport about it. But no, she. That's
1: that she. Yeah, I can't stand it, dude. When I saw that, I was like, "I'm fucking done." All
0: right, so we're up to date as we're recording now. I think like the last hour has been Big Brother. Yeah, sorry guys, sorry.
2: It's, guys it's it's only on during
1: the summer, so you know, for for the seven people who listen, you know, you're you're halfway there. Oh, Nick Jury's coming up. We get to find yeah. out who's going to mm-hmm. be in Jury soon. Yep, guys, watch Big Brother. Okay, I've already converted like four people. It's great.
0: All right, and if we haven't marginalized our audience anymore, let's go on. Let's wrap up with Cowboy Talk. Okay, we're in training camp, <laughs> full swing. We had a practice the last couple days with uh, Denver in Denver. Um, so uh, uh, I've got um, I've got some some quotes on that. Uh, let me let me get to that. So these riders, these Dallas Cowboy riders, kind of. Um, React to what they saw today mm-hmm. um, Nick Eatman, who's a big Writer for DallasCowboys.com uh, He says, my overall takeaway was more about the energy It's always hard to tell who wins certain drills And reps. Sometimes the fans are cheering Because of Denver receivers down the field with the ball After a 30-yard catch, only to find out that Michael Parsons had a sack behind the line of scrimmage But they let the play go on But it did seem like the Broncos were interesting in ruffling feathers Of the Cowboys. We saw a lot of little skirmishes Here and there. that could have been a few more But it was clear the Cowboys coaching staff had instructed The team not to react to every single exchange there was always a balance there because you don't want to see fight after fight but I thought the Broncos were a more physical team on both sides of the ball especially at the line of scrimmage. Something to worry about, definitely not for a practice but it was something that stood out. Um yeah,
1: we haven't been physical in how long yeah. I wish we were that nasty. Like that's one thing I've always envied about Philly. Like the only thing is they got that attitude, Dude, man. They got of Philly, they just they're just fucking dogs.
0: Have you seen videos at other camp and Jordan Davis? Jordan Davis. The number, is that that Georgia guy they got? Is dude. He, is he a fucking beast? He is going to be a fucking problem. God damn it. He is going to be a
1: fucking problem. I hate the Eagles because I actually envied them in certain aspects. Like, they have a great front office. They actually they have They killed a, the draft this they, year. Absolutely. They got Cameron – was it Juergens? Like, in the second, who I absolutely I got, wanted.
0: They got N'Kobe Dean and – Didn't they get Pun God? I don't think they No. Did. Matt Ariza.
1: Dude, yeah, they killed it. But, but I yeah. I remember, like, thinking, like, God Jordan damn it. Davis is going to be – I hate to see him do He good. is
0: fucking – bullying people.
1: And they got a great line. Yeah. Like, their line's no joke. That's like going against Zach Martin and and Smith of our guys. Yeah. But uh,
0: Rob Phillips writes, I saw more of the Cowboys' offense versus the Broncos' defense and vice versa, so I'll focus there. I echo what Dak Prescott said afterward. The offense got better Thursday, but it's hard not working against – it's hard not to working against a talented group like Denver. The Broncos were physical up front and made it tough on the run game with varied pre-snap looks, though the Cowboys did create some space on certain plays – First team offense had success in the short passing game with some quick throws, and Prescott was able to hit some uh, plays downfield to C.D. Lamb and Noah Brown, who continues to be as imp- impressive as any player in training camp. That's good. Some dude. good, some bad, but overall it was quality work against one of the better defenses in the league.
1: And wasn't Noah Brown re-signed this year? Uh, yeah. I think we chose him over Cedric. Well, probably because money. Obviously, Cedric is probably better, but
0: yeah. But uh, everything, you know, I listen every day. There's two podcasts that i listen to that are covering it pretty heavily um well, uh, what are they called man uh love of the star mm-hmm. and that's Brian Boros and Bobby Belt and you love them both don't get no better than that and then don't get no better than uh Bob Bait
2: Butter um
0: and then uh about them cowboys with KT and um Hellman and couple other guys. Uh, Patrick Walker writes, it was an up and down day for the Cowboys in their scrimmage against Broncos on Thursday with players like Michael Parsons, Terrell Brasham, and Dak Prescott leading the group of ups while those vying for the role of backup swing tackle joined the crew of Downs. And the offensive line found itself struggling at times. The chippiness escalated, so at least you know they have a heartbeat and an accompanying fire to improve. Zach Martin and Tyron Smith held their own as usual. Terrence Steele wasn't perfect, but showed strong improvement. That said, there are justifi- justifiable question marks about what happens when the starters aren't on the field. Josh Ball had a bad day at the office, and with rookie fifth-round pick Matt Will- Willetsko unlikely to return anytime soon ball has to start stringing together good days to convince the Cowboys he's a viable option in that role there's good news to be had uh, in assessing how well Noah Brown continues to perform for D- Dak Prescott and Dennis Houston joins him in having an impressive camp so maybe the Cowboys aren't in dire straits after all the wide receiver position so um, and his caveat is no preseason games have been played um so let me address the the Cowboys wide receiver position real quick yeah um well, you know, I was about to say while wow, so I still have the thought, as the thought goes away. Um, uh-huh. Dennis Houston, I don't know if you've heard much about him. He's an undrafted free agent from, like, western Illinois or some shit. Uh-huh. Um, he's impressed. Uh, he's impressed uh, from from all reports. Um ton of first-team reps. Dak seems to have some freaky kind of chemistry, like, super quick with him. Um, uh, Simi Fajoko is another guy that's impressed. I didn't realize this about him. He's like 6'3", like 200 pounds, and he ran a 4 four forty.
2: That's fucking fast.
0: Like, that's a phys- that's a specimen. Like That's, an, that's th- a good outside receiver. That's no joke. And yeah. I guess it's because, you know, he didn't get any playing time, and I didn't realize
2: He was it. like he a was, special teamer.
0: He was that good of an athlete, but he's, you know, he's impressed. Um, but while we're on that, I found an article um, uh, for four receivers the Cowboys could end up acquiring via trades. Trades? They got free engines. Um, so, one is Nelson Aguilar. Nope. The Patriots. He, can't, he can't even catch a baby. <laughs> you ever hear that clip? <laughs> yeah, dude. out here
1: catching babies, unlike oh God, He would have dropped them. <laughs> That's another great Philly sports moment.
0: Um, so, one is <laughs> – uh, but he's had he's had a good day – he's had a good camp for the Patriots from what I've read. Um,
1: Patriots fucking suck at wide receivers, man. As good of a team I they really are, do. they just can't figure it out. But, you
0: know, with James Washington out, um, he's going to be out 10 weeks. Uh, we don't really know what I think go's back by three, four. Probably. Uh four at the very latest. Yeah. Some are saying after week one he'll only miss the Bucks game, but I've heard that. Here's the one that I'm really interested in. Okay. Jalen Rager. I know why. He's a walks at you kid. Walks at you. TCU. TCU kid. Where's he at
1: now? He didn't get he's that. in Philly. They picked up his fifth year option. He's not
0: in his fifth year. He's like in his third year. Oh, okay. He's probably uh, making big money though if he's a first round pick. <laughs>
1: Probably a decent contract. Well, I mean, we could have so, it,
0: but. The write up on him is: it says, if there's ever a receiver that needed to change the scenery, it's Rager. He seems to have lost confidence there's, during his time with the Eagles. Just like Aguilar, Rager hasn't lived up his first-round selection to yeah. the frustration of many uh, Eagles fans. That frustration with the addition of A.J. Brown and Zach Pascal have put Rager in, fr- in front offices around the league on notice that his spot on the roster isn't secure. So he might not even make the team.
1: And you can give up a seventh.
0: Yeah, hey, Rager's fun. talent, while has has it hasn't been on display in Philadelphia, is still there and just needs to be molded. While also boosting his confidence, he hasn't had a good quarterback play his entire time in the league. I think this is like going into year three or four. I can't remember. He hadn't had a good quarterback play. Put him in Dallas with Dak Prescott. Let him learn from a guy from like a CD hometown Lamb. team too. Yeah, um, I think
1: that alone would boost his confidence.
0: Yeah. So
1: fun, fun um, fact though about Rager. Picked one pick ahead of uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that's thank God the Eagles dropped the ball on that one. Mm-hmm. Imagine them with Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and he would add a
0: ton of speed to the wide receiver group. No, and
1: it's just depth. It's not like we're going to be like, hey, you're our number one. Yeah, it's like you know you're and you're our gadget. And guy. is he
0: better than Noah Brown, Dennis Houston, Simi Fajoco? Probably. Probably on pedigree. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he would
1: come here and immediately be. <laughs> Probably our number two behind Lamb just because Gallup's out, and I don't know how Tolbert's out. That's what I was going to ask. You think, is it week one, everything stays the same. Is it Lamb and Brown, Noah Brown on the outside and Tolbert on in the slot? Probably. He just seems like a slot guy. I guess was, I just picture him being smaller. I don't even know his he's measurables. Not. He's not. He's I don't not know why I picture him being like, he's like under six, six foot. I See, I picture him being like 5'11". I saw a picture of mm. him just being shredded down, though, which is great. They were like, you know, this is our – Not quite Debo or DK, but you know what I mean? Just our guy with like very little body fat. Whereas CD's a skinny guy, but CD's kind of a skinny guy. At least he was when he first came in. Whereas Tolbert was like, yeah, that guy is fucking jacked.
0: So here's another one, and it's a guy I'd never even heard of. Kelvin Harmon, Washington Commanders. They say... Harmon is a lesser-known name, but uh, to many he could be another curveball thrown away with his 6'3", 213-pound frame. He may not be the burner on the field that many want, but quarterback friendly. he is very quarterback-friendly. as has a knack for finding soft spots in the zone. Um, Hartman is a former six-round pick of the Commanders who is still trying to work his way up the depth chart. He hasn't been utilized to his full potential. Um, Cowboys might want to give him a look because he's a good route runner and blocker in the running game. Um, so let me get to that fourth one. Oh, Josh Malone, Tennessee Titans. Never heard of that guy either.
1: Nope. I'll say real quick, shout out to that time I misread the commander's name and told everyone at work they're the Commodores.
0: I like that much. And I went on for like
1: three days, then I had to tell some people, I was like, "Uh, yeah, actually they're the commanders. It was like breaking news. like, guys, everyone, listen up. And I made the announcement, and I just misread it. It's like they're the Commodores.
0: So, and then another article, and I won't go into it. Um, No, that
1: was a good list. I I would love to see Rager here.
0: Me too. I
1: think that would change the scenery, like you said, coming home, and that release the burden. It's like, hey. Not only we don't care that you were first-round pick, you don't have to live up to that hype, you're our fourth or fifth guy.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: We're going to have design plays for you to come in ten times a game.
0: Um, And then this one is for potential Dallas Cowboy roster bubble players with trade value. Number one is Tristan Hill, who I've heard is having a great camp. But our defensive line is so deep. um, I don't know. he He
1: may be a casualty. Number- Unless we could get, I, I feel like that's a position where it's like offensive, defense along Like, give me as many as I yeah. can, yeah. Because uh, you never know. That could go. Because last year, look how look how great we were stacked at wide receiver, and now we're talking about mm-hmm. who can we trade for. Yeah, you know
0: what I mean. Changes quick. Yeah. Um, number two, Matt uh, Fairnock. He's a guard who hasn't had much time.
1: Eh, again, I need all those guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, number three, uh, Terrell Basham. He's at the end. Um, he had 39 tackles, three and a half sacks, and a forced fumble last year. Um, but we signed Dante Fowler Jr. and drafted Sam Williams. Mm. Um,
1: well, he might. That actually makes sense then, because we have more depth there.
0: Yeah. And uh, number four is Malik Jefferson, which he's on our team, and I didn't realize that. Uh, Texas native and NFL journeyman uh, Malik Jefferson just can't seem to catch a break. After initial excitement about signing with the Cowboys and working in training camp, the Dallas uh, front office signed uh, Anthony Barr. Now with their depth at depth at linebacker, Jefferson will need to beat out was, Luke Gifford in order to secure a spot.
1: Big Luke Gifford fan.
0: Yeah. So um, those are kind of some trade options going in to the season. I well, know. you know, it'd be it'd be
1: perfect is like if Philly needs a linebacker and we could do a straight up like Jefferson for Rager.
0: Yeah, I don't think that works. I think you'd have to be Jefferson in like fifth. Think so? Six. We traded
1: Cooper for a fucking fifth.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, Trademark it's weird, dude. Because this guy, why would we give up any asset for him when we are going to cut him? We can sign him off waivers. True. But we're going
1: to do the same thing. But you, that way you don't have to fuck with the claim system because what if a team ahead of you claims Man, them? That's true. That's why you do it, just to avoid the, the order of, of claiming.
0: But yeah, so that's that's kind of the Cowboys' camp. I, I know it's just a real quick rundown. I'll um, just say,
1: too, I think the Rager option's probably far shot because it's so rare to trade in, division, in your division like that because why do I want to help your team get better? You know, that's the whole thing is I don't want to trade with Philly or Washington or New York. I don't want them to succeed. I'm not going to give them anybody. Well,
0: my argument back was like, are you really getting better? You don't think this guy can play, so let me have him. That's true. Um, but, yeah, so I saw today that Cowboys are trying to get every opportunity for uh, – Pollard to get on the field, so he's Ew. he's even taking snaps uh, in the slot. And I saw some post about that wide about receiver, wide receiver work. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say, get him twenty touches a game. I don't
1: give a shit if it's running back or slot yeah. or wildcat. Yeah, you just want to get guys the ball, guys that can make big plays, like Debo Samuel. He doesn't have a position. He doesn't need a position. Just get him on the ball.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: That's what you do with those guys that, so, that are just explosive.
0: They play Denver Saturday night, so it'll be cool to have some football. I mean, ah, I can't
1: watch it though, man. We're actually I shouldn't be so bummed out because we're getting a babysitter, so it's gonna be like just me and Claire. Oh, nice. But You're I, I can it. I was like, dude, Claire's gonna be asleep like at ten o'clock. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. I'm just gonna watch it later. I
0: like and a lot of people don't like preseason, but draft nerds like me and you like, oh are you kidding i me? love watching yeah the, i want to see simi fahoko
1: out there yeah. i want to see tyler smith like i want to see how he does on the line we're gonna he's see a good, williams off the edge I, that's where you're like no watch all the young guys yeah i don't know who's gonna who's our
0: who's our backup quarterback right now uh right now
1: it's uh cooper rush and
0: uh will greer
1: you know what i liked real will greer in college mm-hmm. yep. so i think he was actually like a heisman hopeful for like half did half you of his see year.
0: that clip of cooper rush almost you know because like jerry at training camp he's up in the tower there's that tower like that scaffolding tower mm-hmm. that's like three stories tall did you see that clip of cooper rush almost hitting jerry in the fucking tower with on that, purpose no with an errant pass Oh my! like God. he missed that bad he, like, he almost hit, he hit the
1: tower yeah that's bad yeah that thing is so far far up by itself <laughs> and it's off to the side of the field yeah it's like obviously well, it's
0: kind of in the middle of like because i have you know multiple practice fields out there in oxnard and it's like kind of in the middle, so he can kind of keep an eye on, like you know, watch all like the a 360. Fields. View. Yeah, so it's kind of in the middle. But he was trying to like that's throw like a, a fade throw. out, fucking something <laughs> to the moon. Apparently, and he just
1: dings it off this tower. I'm like, oh my Jerry's God. at that point where he might, you might give the man. Heart this effect. is the
0: same guy that went into fucking Minnesota and won us a football game
1: <laughs> on Halloween. Yeah, I'll never forget it, dude. I was. That's when I was like, oh, we're going to fucking into championship. Were we watching game. that game together? No, no, no. I don't even think we went trick or treating. I was in. I think we got like lost in the crowd because this neighborhood gets fucking wild. Yeah, it's wild. Harbin will literally go a yeah. thousand, lo- two thousand people. It deep. looks like Mardi Gras. Like if you yeah. stand at
0: one end of the street and just look down, it looks what is like that? Mardi What's Mardi that Gras. street? Bourbon Street. It looks like yeah. fucking Bourbon mm-hmm. Street on Halloween.
1: Yeah. It's great. Like I know Tro- I want to get Troy and Jenna down here because they're big Halloween fans. Yeah, and I know they're probably doing their thing at their house. But I was like, dude, you got to come down here yeah. one year and check this out.
0: All right, um, you got anything else? You just what I'm watching and listening to. All right, you. let's go.
1: Okay. Well I got a lot because it's been a while. Okay. I kind of broke it into tiers. I got tier one, tier two. Actually I got tier one plus, 'cause this this was just on another level. This is um finally watched it. It's a three part documentary series, uh, Paradise Lost about the West Memphis Three. It's on HBO Max. So Part one came out like in 1994 because they immediately started filming when the when everything went down mm-hmm. in the trial and it's just so in depth like they're there for everything they were there in the courts they were there when the lawyers you know were like debriefing in their office like it was the most in depth documentary I've ever seen and then part two came out like in 1999 after the verdict how they're doing and then part three came out like ten years later so it it really follows them throughout like almost twenty year period I guess it's more like fifteen and a couple of those period. dudes
0: were working on like. Um like innocence projects right yeah that that's how they
1: got him involved which if you know anything about the west memphis three they're obviously innocent but it's just so in-depth and how detailed they followed them and i mean it was i think it's the best documentary i've ever seen so that's that's on another level by itself that's Mm -hmm. hbo max uh other ones on tier one i got archive 81 which is almost like a found footage horror docu-series not docu-series like a I guess it is like a documentary series because they make it seem like it's found footage, but it's also it's fictionalized, obviously. But it's um, it's hard to explain. Just watch a trailer, and it didn't disappoint. It was interesting. The whole story, you know, there there was never there was one episode that was kind of like a boring, but you usually have to have that one to set up characters and yeah. storylines. But other than that, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. That was on Netflix. Um, the Captain on Hulu, which is like the Derek Jeter show. Yeah, I just like it because it shows so much baseball from like say like 1997 to like 2006 that was like my favorite period of baseball that's when i was all about baseball you know it was all i cared about I cowboys suck, so i wasn't i was obviously a big cowboys fan but i think for that period of time like i was more of a baseball fan than even a football fan um in theaters we saw justice league super pets which is like superman stock dude it was good i really liked it claire's a hater and didn't like it but me and ellie were like high-fiving when we walked out um another kid's movie on netflix the sea beast which is about like a little girl and these guys that are basically pirates, but their job is to like capture and kind of, kind of kill basically like these giant sea creatures that are like the size of like a battleship, you know, you're
0: talking about one of my (laughs) ex-girlfriends.
1: Well, could have been, could have been the real bitchy one, right? (laughs) Uh, there's a movie on, uh, Amazon called emergency where it's about like these three, two black and one, like, I don't know what they call him. I don't think he's Hispanic. Um, College roommates that find like this drunk, passed out girl in their room, and they have to deal with this situation, and they're basically the thing is, look, we're three colored people with a with a passed out white girl in our room. Like this doesn't look good. Like, and it's just like, what do you do in that situation? It's like a unimaginable situation, and what do you do with that situation? But it was really good, and I watched the new movie, um, Prey, the new Predator movie on Hulu. How's that? Really fucking good, dude. Cool. And if the dog isn't nominated for a best supporting role. Academy Award in the Best Supporting Role. What are we doing? That dog was a fucking G. And I literally mean supporting role. Like, save that girl's life. It's
0: a res dog, right? Like res- a reservation dog? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bed
1: dog. Like, yeah. everyone in that movie I saw, too, was, like, all Native. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the first movie where, like, everyone was, like, a Native American. Yeah, and then the actor cool. and then the director is like, the whitest guy you know. Tier 2. Uh, still good, but, I, you know, these are, like, the less... You know, you got to put someone down there. I put uh, I Just Killed My Dad on netflix mm-hmm. i need you to watch that it's yeah, three part that. you saw all three
0: no i saw the recommendation
1: you got to see it because then i got to know what do you think at the very end about like how the outcome was uh blown away which is the glass blowing class that me and Claire like because she's obviously a glass artist mm-hmm. so they just you know it's about them do it. they call it a glory hole <laughs> insert whatever joke you want there but it runs at like 1800 degrees and it shows them melting it and sculpting it and molding it and it's just it's very interesting. It's a competition where every episode someone gets eliminated, and you go from ten to two, and you know the final yeah. one. So I feel like competition shows, and they make great fucking pieces. I mean, they're beautiful. Uh, we saw Lightyear in theaters, and now it's on Disney. And I put that, you know, that they, they had that kiss, that controversial yeah, kiss, yeah, yeah. and I saw the clip, and it was wholesome as fuck. I was like, I think the movie just didn't do well in theaters because it honestly just wasn't that great. Mm. I think it wasn't on nearly the love the level of all the other Toy Stories. Like right. the other ones, blow them out of the water. This one was like a meh. You know, like I like I like Justice League Super Pets more. Yeah. So the kiss was very subtle, and it was like adorable because it showed they like their 40 year anniversary, and they just like one little kiss on the lips. And I was like, I don't think that blew people's minds and like made them like I don't know. I know it was a big weird thing with Disney, but I just think the movie didn't do well because it wasn't that good. And then I saw The Gray Man, the Ryan Goslin movie. And Ryan Goslin's one sexy motherfucker. Good looking yeah. dude, good looking yeah. Canadian. And it's on Netflix. Cool. And I, I like those movies because it's one of those action movies that takes you around the world. And it'll be like Barcelona, Spain. And you get that scene. And then it's like Munich, Germany. And you're in a scene in Germany. And you can tell like they're on location for yeah. that. And I, I just like all those Mission Apostle movies. I appreciate that. And uh, you want me to go through listening or are you going? No, you go ahead. I'm still, I'm going to roll here. Okay. Tier one. The Coming Storm, which is by BBC Radio, and it's um, it's a look into QAnon and how fucking crazy it is, and it's more based nice. on that than anything else. And if you're like me and all that shit fascinates you, it's probably the second best thing I've ever seen based around QAnon. Um, and that was on everything on here is on mm. um Spotify by the way, because I don't have an Apple phone. Freakonomics Radio, which is brought to you from NPR, they just have really interesting com- uh, topics every week. The one I really liked was about sports washing. Which talks about the LIV tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Necronomopod. Have you heard that? I've seen it, yeah. Dude, it's like three guys from Cleveland and they do really interesting cases, but they actually have like really good chemistry and they're actually really fucking funny. Cause usually I hate all the like banter, the unnecessary banter they do and just bullshitting, which I know is what we do the whole time. So I don't <laughs> want to take a big shit on it, but I feel it's like, like it's we're actually like okay on it and like kind of funny. And these guys, they, you could tell like, they're fucking funny, and they do great research. I listened to them. I'm finishing a second. There are two two episodes, two hours each of Casey Anthony. They did like a five-parter on West Memphis 3. I mean, it's usually like true crime and a little supernatural, but it's mainly true crime. Um, tier 2, I did The Killer Psyche, which is a lady who was like an FBI criminal profiler that yeah. kind of breaks down. I listened to some of that. Yeah. Uh, another one was The Execution of Bonnie Lee that was robert blake's wife Mm -hmm. you know and he was put on trial for her murder and i don't want to give even those 20 years ago i bet a lot of people don't know so i don't want to give it away but her whole goal in life was to marry a famous person become Mm -hmm. famous and they said ironically what made her famous was her death um and the other one was um this was suggested to me from my buddy paul was the lights out podcast and it's like two brothers in colorado and they do a lot of true crime but they do a lot of more supernatural like they have a lot of those um you know the warrens that like the conjuring are boast off of I can't, yeah
2: mm-hmm. i can't
1: remember their name evelyn or not. something it's a married couple they've been you know together forever it's the warrens they do a lot of their cases and um the one music thing i've been listening to album of the fucking year sexiest man alive harry styles dude dude I that album slaps so hard it's dude, so I, good dude. i
0: told you i was like it was, um, i don't know a month ago or maybe longer i was like dude i got to Got a confession Guilty to confession. make. Yeah. I was like, this fucking new Harry Styles song. <laughs> it's so
1: slaps. good. It's so good. And then one night, Claire was like at work and uh, doing something in the house. And she's like, yeah, I just listened to the album like back to back in a row. And she's like, it's just such good pop music. And I was like, well, fuck. That's two of my favorite people told me about it. Let me listen to it. And then I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this is like one of the best albums I've heard it in a long slaps, time. Dude, real it hard. really is beginning to end. Like, there's no skips. Yeah, man. It's a great, it's album, a great album. album, I have no problem admitting I love that Harry Styles yeah. album. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Yeah.
0: You go, I haven't been watching anything um well, good thing. I get twelve suggestions. yes, there. I'm glad you carried me on that one uh, okay. Landry did find this one cartoon that he likes it's <clears throat> it's an old cartoon network show it's called Clarence <laughs> <clears throat> and it's it's wholesome I'm not wholesome, but I mean it's okay it's not like big mouth or you know <laughs> well, that's good yeah one of these other you know kind of more mature animation shows, but it's. Follows Clarence and he's got his group of little friends and he's getting into mishaps and I think he's slightly retarded but they can't say that. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just it's a just a wild kind of cartoon following Clarence and the antics he gets in and he's not very smart but he's got his ragtag group of friends and it's just a cool little cartoon that we watch every night before we go to bed. Um, I haven't watched anything really, you know, Big Brother. Um, well,
1: football season's starting.
0: Yeah, football season starting. You know, FC Dallas. Watch. You know, they play once or twice a week at this point. Did you watch the All Star game? I didn't. I watched some of it. No, I didn't. I know we had two representatives. Yep. Um, uh, so, um, listening to, like I said, for the love, uh, love of the star, um, and about them Cowboys. I did listen to seasons one through f- four is ongoing, but one through four of Chameleon. Mm-hmm. Um, their newest one scam likely it's about scam callers <clears throat> in uh in India um which is you know I that, that's been on my radar because there's some YouTubers that I follow that um they're actually hackers so um they will uh basically what happens is they'll they'll call you and they they prey on older people which is makes it more that's disgusting so yeah. um but they'll call you and say hey this is uh or they'll send you an email or something and it'll say um your windows is you know antivirus is due to you know expire please call and they'll call and they'll run a scam and have you go buy um amazon gift cards or google or you know like visa gift cards and have you pay that way that should
1: be your first hint who pays in gift cards
0: well but old people don't know and then they run another scam where they say that they're irs and that you know a sheriff will be there to arrest them unless they go and, and do this and again
1: the irs says we will never call you yeah. like that yeah. like we'll never send you like call you or even yeah. email i think it's all due through mail yeah, or it's mail yeah yeah
0: so um and there's a couple youtubers that i watched like i said they're hackers and they actually uh, they get these calls and, and they'll one guy has like a voice changer where he can act like an older woman or an older man and then uh, he hacks into their system, and he deletes all their files, all their call logs. Um, Doing the really Lord's cool. work. It's really cool. Hell um, yeah, I he, love that. His, his YouTube channel is called Scammer Payback, um, and he's really cool. Uh, he does he does really good work. Um, there's another guy named Jim Browning um, who's more advanced, and he'll actually fucking hack into their camera system and be like, yeah, uh, can you tell me what time it is in Los Angeles? Because they'll like, call from – they'll say they're in L.A., and I'll back him into a corner. And he's like, "It's real easy. Just look in your lower right hand corner. You should be able to tell me what time it is." And it's, you know, they'll stumble over their words, and and then do the um, do the hackers have like thick accents
1: too? Oh yeah, I guess they say I like I am an immigrant obviously, or obviously yeah, I just yeah, relocated. They're,
0: they're an Indian accent. I yeah, mean, I'm probably thick as fuck. And too. their name is like Steven. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, the, that's, that's another they big gave, sign. They get, they think that like, that's more comforting or convincing if they and they all have like American names. But um, Jim Browning actually like, yeah, I like that green shirt you're wearing today, and it's cool to watch them freak the fuck out
1: because they're using their like their web yeah. whatever right here, and, and then they realize. have you
0: know these are major operations that make millions and millions of dollars for the top guy, you know, so they're in call centers, you know, they have cameras up and he can hack into them and look. At, and see the whole operation so um that one was really cool and the other seasons of chameleon were good yeah listen to the wild boys one that's the yeah. one i finished that was that, a, one, that was a crazy story that was a crazy story um talk about was that health. that was season three that may have been season three yeah i think it was because yeah. two
1: i didn't finish and one was the con queen yeah from like thailand or something they, yeah. that's the one i listened to and that was wild turned out to be a dude mm-hmm. oh spoiler my bad <laughs> season two i just remember being so many names and just getting that caught one, up and for some reason was really I, good though maybe if i should you could, revisit you it could
0: fight through the names and yeah. try to just keep track maybe i, mean, I was, was just really good maybe
1: i was just like zoning out yeah, it was for a really couple. Good.
0: Um, and then what's the other one i listened to um i didn't come with any notes today um but yeah so um, and then like the, the lights out podcast, mm-hmm. him and his wife, uh, the main dude and his wife do one called uh mile higher that I think I've recommended oh, to you. I was it mile high,
1: like conspiracies. Uh, they or do
0: conspiracies, just... true crime, oh. stuff like that. Um, they own like a, They obviously smoke. They own like a CBD company. Like, yeah, legit, he'll say he'll, he yeah, advertises Josh, his own
1: company. Josh. It's funny too. Cause it's, um, instead of his producer, it's his producer. Mm-hmm. Pretty, yeah. Pretty fucking clever. Yeah.
0: So he has lights out. They have mile higher, and then Kindle. The wife has true crime with Kindle. Oh, so they're like
1: a podcast. Like they have, conglomerate. Yes, they've started that's their out, fucking job. Yeah,
0: they started out pretty small, and then they've grown it to yeah. That's so cool. Good for them. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I listen to mile higher, and then um, I listened to the seduction. Uh, it was a Dateline uh mini series like five parts that sounds
1: familiar i might have heard that yeah
0: it's been promoted like it'll cross on some of the ones we listen to um uh, but uh the, the seduction was a dateline like five parter it was good um yeah other than that big brother um fc dallas that's pretty much it waiting for football we got the draft coming up in a couple weeks so things to look forward to We got work up this fall
1: I'll say the one episode that got me started on Necronomapod, if you want to hear it, is about Unit 731. Have you heard about that? It was basically all the experiments that the Japanese ran on. Mm. It was basically about them doing it to the Chinese. Yeah. That shit was worse than the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. The stuff, I heard like the worst sentence I've ever heard in my life on that, on that episode, like the stuff they did to people. So that was really fucked up. And like I said, they're goofy guys, like they joke around a lot. Yeah. There's not much you can joke around about Unit 731. Yeah. So if you're one, if you're feeling dark, listen to that episode. Just yeah. Just type in Unit 731, and the first episode that came up for me is uh, is an episode for Necronomapod. That's why I listened to it, and that's what got me started. Yeah, I'm
0: going to check them out. I'm yeah. going to subscribe to them when Yeah,
1: just, you know, listen at your own risk. They, they'll say, like, hey, you know, we, we talk a lot of bad stuff, but this is probably the most fucked up thing I've ever yeah. heard.
0: Yeah. All right, well, that's it. That was a good comeback. Comeback show. Guys, uh... If you hear that music, you know we're wrapping it up. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um you sound like yeah. Julie Chin right now. <laughs> don't tough. don't compare me to that. Be kind to one another. This is Matt Edwards. Please be kind. <laughs> That's such a
1: terrible sign-off. And then I'll just <laughs> I'm not even gonna hit the button. But and this is Andrew and Go fuck yourself. Julie Go Chin. fuck
0: yourself. <laughs> all right, but seriously, guys, thanks to to all of you uh, for listening and hanging in there with us. Uh, but for Matt and I'm Andrew, we're out.